Hey, to death. folks. Sorry, sorry about last week. That's fine. Sorry about last week. Lo siento. Episode 41 coming at you. Holy shit. Uh, we, may, we may have come on slow, but we finished strong. That's that's our MO here at TPTO Pod. Yeah. In uh, life, as in sex. In this episode, we watched Jingle All the Way. We Did talked we? about it very little. We talk- I think we gave it an. We, we talked about it, kind of fed in. Yeah. Now I'm remembering. We talked about commercialism, which yeah. this movie is entirely about. Right. This, like, and only in America. Because I have you ever seen a video of Black Friday from anywhere outside of America? I, no. I have yet to see in Paris Black Friday nine dead, yeah, two wounded going after Gouda cheese. <laughs> like I, you don't see it, yeah. so it's only in America. So I guess the point that kind of fed into the more serious conversations we had tonight was based on this sense uh, of what you see around American commercialism and our Christmas shopping, yeah, and then that fed into some more. More serious. I won't say deeper or serious, just alternative issues that are related. Yeah, we, we got semi-political, talked about See, guns. I don't, I don't think, I don't think really... we got political. I think yeah. we just discussed hard topics. There's a difference. and you, I'm the first to say when we're like, all right, tune out. This one was political. Yeah. This was not that. This no, was this was true. It wasn't political. This was something just... Facing because it's not political to address a real world issue, and we're dealing with real world issues every day. Yeah. So talking about some things, now, because other people make those arguments political, doesn't mean they're political. We, I think, we approach this correctly, and we had Leah come in the conversation, mm-hmm. and she's very. I knew she would be on board. You know, you saw how fast she shut that computer and just whipped over here. Yeah. To talk about it. So they're not. Pol- this is not political in nature. It's just dealing with hard issues. Sure. That's not politics. That's just us addressing and hard issues. The good news is we didn't. And don't worry, because you still get jokes about Indian double penetration. <laughs> that we. That's you know, I'm like, not going to tell you the name. We, you well, probably already saw the title. The title. <laughs> but you're. We, don't worry. What you have to. Su- some of you will look at it as it, suffering through. Yeah. I don't see it that way. But it if didn't you do, last long. It didn't last long. It's but if it is suffering for you, just know that like all suffering. Yeah. At the end of that suffering yeah. comes pleasure. Yeah. Like David Some, Carradine, except for he died. <laughs> he suffered. Robin Williams. And yeah, and him too. And then <laughs> so the David Carradine and Robin Williams, they suffered. And they didn't well, they died. Go on, but there should have been pleasure. Just give me the Kegel line real quick. What's the one the have you ever tried? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried strangulation? That's a Robin Williams done. I should have said autoerotic strangulation. I should add that, because it sounds like I'm just saying go around stra- strangling people. That's not my message. Kegel doesn't endorse no, that. No, no. No, it, I that I it just hit me when we started talking. We we didn't lead into it to be serious we we just kind of got there we got there organically Organically. and then we got out of it and then we talked about how the uh, americans truly won this revolutionary war and the best way to punish your surviving british and (laughs) other stuff i don't that part i don't remember how we got into the the revolutionary war but i'll leave it (laughs) i don't remember how that got there it all comes back to jingle all the way it does and Big highlight from the show, mm. from the early part, no less, because it was really, it was tangling you up, bud. You were tied up like a pretzel. <laughs> he was trying to do, I guess what you would uh, call a six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but yeah. scratch Kevin Bacon. You were trying to tie Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is the biggest star yeah. of Jingle All the Way, 
to Daniel Day Lewis. Again, listen to the I episode because I don't. I know you did, but I don't recall why we ever tried to do that. <laughs> no, I, I guess mean, I, I kind of do because I was kind of saying there's no there's there's no bigger difference yeah. between a method actor like D Day, D Day Lewis. It's true. And Arnold, who will just take a role. It doesn't matter. Is but it, I bridge, Arnold's like yeah. is there a script? Yeah, there's a script on. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Are you sure? Do you want to read? No. <laughs> All right, well, you're a snowman who murders children. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It was pretty much like that in Austria. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's where we got. And you did it. And you did it in six I did moves. It, I did it in six moves. I so can... look forward to that. No spoilers. No, no. no teasers. I'll tell you how I did it. Yeah. In fact, if you can do it, don't steal the golden voices. But we'd love to see some some emails or some texts. Or if you can tie yeah. D-Day Lewis, Daniel Day... To Arnold and within six moves. I'll challenge you, in fact. Do it in He's done it in six. six. You did it in six. Yeah. Tie Daniel Day-Lewis to Arnold Schwarzenegger in five or less. No IMDb, by well, the way. Well, they're going to. We no, can throw right. that out there and say, right. don't do it. But they're going to fucking do it. Well, if you do it this without IMDb, you're, you know, it won't be an honest victory. And you'll, I think we'll know. It's like if BPH called in and he had one move, yeah. like, oh, okay, you're a fucking liar. Arnold Schwarzenegger produced uh, There Will Be Blood. <laughs> Done. He was on set March 13th, 2009. He was there. Yeah. Like BPH, you done. Sorry. You know what's wild? Is, I'm just kidding. I don't think BPH would, like, at minimum, four moves. Yeah. If we had him sitting here. But not even then, I don't think he'd do it. It doesn't really. Now, fact checker Hickman. Yeah. I could see that. He'll go deep. I Well, I could see him tying it off in two or three. Maybe not two, but three or four moves, yeah. Mm. Well, on that note, let's wrap this intro and get right into the meat of the episode. WFUCK, wishing you a Merry Christmas from down here in the Burbs. It's, yeah, it's, this, is the, this is the first of our Christmas films for... Is it? Yeah, because it's our second December episode, but it's our first Christmas. Watch last week. Kingpin. That's uh, not Christmas. No. W-F-U-C-K. <laughs> Holla. Later. Safe sex. <laughs> hey, folks, this is Blumpkin the Elf, and I'm here with my best bud, Kegel. Kegel the Wait. Elf. Yeah, Kegel. I forgot. That's right. I almost said Kugel, but that's a Jewish delicacy. Well, you know, folks, the problem is Kegel the Elf does one too many inhalants, and he forgets who he is sometimes. Don't forget to do your exercise. Anyways, folks, we want to tell you today about a little program that they're doing for this pod thing about. It's called uh, AdamandEve.com. It's a, it's a sponsor for the show. What do they do there? Well, what you can do is you can head on over to AdamandEve.com and get yourself a brand sex toy. Does it help with anal cankles? I suppose it could, depending on how you decide to use it. <laughs> but what you're going to want to do, folks, is you're going to want to go to adamandeve.com. What do you get? You're going to get 50% off your, uh... Holy cow. Whatever you decide to put in your wherever. And you're going to get three free adult DVDs. I can't wait till I'm an adult one day. And you're also going to get a free mystery gift. I got a little bit thrown off when you said you wanted to be an adult one day, because that makes me feel kind of weird, Blomkin. Well, that's kind of the whole point of this commercial. <laughs> You're also going to get free shipping on the whole... Well, to be fair, we're both elves, and we're like a thousand years old, but you make us sound like we're a bunch of little kids talking about anal giggles and butthole pleasures. Well, we do sound like children. I don't think we do. I think we sound like just grown men trying to be a bunch 
bunch of elves, so it makes me a little off-putting. Kegel, I gotta say, it's like you're getting off topic. <laughs> Sorry, just don't want the people to think I'm kind of a diddler. But it's bad enough being an elf named Kegel, named after good his his proclivity for anal kegels. It's bad enough that way, but then when people start thinking you're a diddler because you're so much attached to the anal side of your, you know, the whole thing. Kegel, what I need to say to you right now is put the shovel down. Anyways, folks, what you're going to want to do is head on over. All right, we're doing a commercial. I'm sorry. You're going to want to head on over to adamandeve.com. Use promo code TPTO pod at checkout. It's funny how they took a biblical story and turned it into pornographic material, including all the things we love the most here at Kugel and uh, damn it, Kegel and Blumpkin. Well, folks, on that note, I feel like we sorry. should just Kegel's go had quite a few. Kegel's trying to bury the down with the brown. We should probably just go ahead and call it a day on this one. We're just going to roll tape and see what happens. Don't forget to eat lots of fiber. Happy holidays. Keep doing your exercises. Imagine like being married to Tom Hanks and then you're doing a movie where your husband is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like if you're a method actor, mm-hmm. like I've always said, people talk about method actors. Did Daniel Day-Lewis ever like, I know he stays in character, does that mean like, does he fuck in character? Like when he was playing <laughs> Bill the Butcher and his wife was like, okay, I get it. Okay. I know that you're you. And that this is you're, you're going to be Bill the Butcher for the next whatever it's yeah. year, but like I would just love to have sex. And he was like, you know, well, <laughs> you know, give the whole Bill the Butcher thing, or yeah. does he like does he violently fuck her like it's 1860s? I'm going to fuck you like a whore from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> like, does he do the Daniel Plainview? Yeah. I'm going to bend you over now, <laughs> and I'm going to put it into your butthole. <laughs> no, I have a feeling Daniel Day Lewis is like a professional boxer. It's like I'm not we ain't I'm not. I'm going to have a release until this job is done. That's what I have. That's my gut on that one. (laughs) Sorry, I have a drink. Fair enough. (coughs) There's, that's definitely going to be in the pod. So we'll just go ahead and explain. There's baby noise in the back of that music. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Leah. Can you lower the volume on that? That's even better. Turning it off is that's equally good. <laughs> equally good. Um, just as good. Just as good. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, but I don't think. I mean, at some point, your job I can't eat dictate your butthole. Your job can't dictate your marriage. So for Daniel Day Lewis, I know you're a method actor. Is D Day married? I think so. Mm. I want to put it at like ninety eight percent certainty that he is married. I mean, he's an eccentric fellow, you know. He's it's when he's an not understatement of the century. Understatement of the century. When he's not acting, he's cobbling shoes, or farming, or cobbling, or whatever the fuck. I would love to do like, what do you do? Oh, I cobble. I would just love to be able to say that. I cobble. I dabble in the cobble. Uh, it's a, right now. It's just a, you know, a side hustle, <laughs> but I'm I'm dabbling in it. I uh, I'm I'm one of the most sought after actors of. Uh, mine or any generation and I've got 12 film credits to my name and right now I'm uh, putting the souls back on well, shoes in Italy. Speaking of Daniel Day-Lewis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, what an actor. I know. You see what I did there? Because uh, you probably can't find a spectrum 
We could probably worse. Kevin Bacon our way from D-Day Lewis to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's do it. There's probably there's got to be a connection. Okay. I think the obvious. I mean, you got you have to start big. So Daniel Day Lewis to Leonardo DiCaprio. Now you got to get from Leonardo DiCaprio to Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I think that would probably be very doable. It is, but I'm not in the right state, like frame of mind for this game right now. I used to be really good at it. I used to be able to connect two actors within a few moves. Leo to Arnold. Because if you don't do Leo, if you don't, if you if you're taking Daniel Day Lewis, you know, uh, the Leo connection is Gangs of New York. You could also. I think it, are you saying it's big time with Leo? Because I think you could probably easily tie it to Liam Neeson too. Uh, what, what? Oh, yeah. They're both in Gangs of New York. That's true. Well, I mean, we could probably find a way to connect John C. Riley to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. I mean, all you have to do is get. You know, I just have to just for clarity's sake. Tonight's Christmas Yuletide film <laughs> is the Academy Award nominated. Did it win? Mm. Nominated, nominated. Academy Award nom. Let's, wait, let's Burks in the producer booth. He says it's Academy Award away. winning. Put your dick away. Please do that and stop smearing it up against the glass. It's, we can see it. <laughs> you don't have to mash. Um, Academy Award winning Jingle All the Way, mm. starring. That woman who is married to Tom Hanks, Rita, Rita, Rita Hanks, Rita, Rita, Rita something, oh, and man, Arnold Schwarzenegger, what. and the future, uh, I guess his coup de grace as a child actor was playing young Anakin Skywalker two years after this premiere. Uh, I would have said uh, Big Daddy is probably better. He, did, he wasn't in Big Daddy. That was two, that was two uh, twin brothers. Isn't that the same kid? Nope. Oh. Well... Rita Hayworth? Is that her name? <laughs> no. That's okay. a woman that lived in the 40s. Okay. Well, Super hot. Rita, Rita Hayworth was the one that Andy Dufresne had this, the... And Shawshank right. Redemption, he had the Rita Hayworth. Well, Rita Hanks, whatever her name may be, <laughs> I don't really think of her ever. But I tell you what, and that thing you do in the jazz club... Yeah. You know, that... She just found... She just, She's like an, I don't know, she's clearly winning. She's married to Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I did the MFK with someone new. Mm. Uh, I had a business trip. All, the whole company went to Charleston uh, Sunday and Monday. I couldn't go Sunday, but I went Monday and stayed Monday night. Mm. Raucous good time. Uh, unfortunately, uh, our, my, our boss had, uh, I guess he was looking for saving money, which I understand, but he, he booked us a house in North Charleston that was smack dab in the hood. Mm. Like we were watching crack being sold and arguments over, and, over, over crack, crack or in one instance when we pulled up, I hadn't been there because they had stayed there Sunday night and I, I had only been told that it was in a seedy area. Mm. But when you pull up and there's an argument going on and one dude's saying, fuck you, I don't need no pistol. I don't need no pistol to fuck you up. And the other dude said, go get your pistol. I was like, I ain't even been here five minutes and this is about to pop off. <laughs> but we had a, a smashing good time. In Charleston, but it was definitely in the hood. But we were at a pizza place, and someone uh, might have probably was Sean mentioned the pod, and everyone was very interested. So we'll probably get a few new. I actually noticed we got a few new listeners. Mm. Um, the only girl that works with us said, uh, where, "Where do I find it?" And I said, I, "You, uh, you know, yeah, this is it's uh, NC seventeen, yeah." I guess it's actually worse in some instances. It's triple X a but, fair a fair bit of the time. I think Hold on, it's about to play and I don't have me on mute. Okay. Well, we need to fast forward cuz we've gone about. It. That's fine. Uh I was going to say 
I, I'm on. Oh, I did catch it from the beginning. That was just the end of the movie. Got it. I was gonna say, I've gotten I've, I, while we've been talking, and I have been paying attention. But don't let me forget because I, I presented the MFK to somebody new and got a different yeah. answer. Okay. Well, what I wanted to say is I am I am making progress getting from Daniel Day Lewis to Arnold Schwarzenegger in my head. <laughs> You're really. This is gonna tie you in knots. Like I think we're gonna have segments tonight. We're, we're gonna roll through it. And we're having a good time. Well, and then I mean, you're gonna be. Like, Wait, can we just hold on? I, I think I have it. Well, let me let me lay it out. You go from Daniel Day Lewis to Leonardo DiCaprio in Gangs of New York. Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy were in a movie together, uh, in Inception. Mm-hmm. Tom Hardy and Gerard Butler were in a movie together called Rock and Roller. Mm-hmm. Now, Gerard Butler does a lot of action films. Mm-hmm. So I feel like your bridge to Daniel Day-Lewis and Schwarzenegger is, is at Gerard Butler. So was Gerard Butler in a movie, say, with uh, some like somebody in 300 that's been in an action film that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in? Right. See where I'm going with that? I, I, just, I, I, I don't... I'm just opening this door to get a little bit of airflow in here. Okay. Um, I, I don't think... That's the easiest route to it. Okay. I don't think Gerard Butler is the guy that would be like the guarantee to get us there. But, um, you know, you keep thinking on it. Mm. Anyways, our Charlotte sales rep, I... Maybe Johnny Depp would be the easiest way to get there. Because Johnny Depp's in a lot of movies. He's in everything. Yeah. Um, but I do think that... Go on. Go on, Trumpy. Um... Oh, excuse me. You're the one that ate McDonald's. Yeah, I know. I had a. I well, feel I, had some I feel like me again. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you've you've left. You leveled yourself out. Uh, no, so we have a Charlotte uh, sales rep, and he was very interested and uh, asked about content. And Hub had mentioned that uh, we. Uh, he was like, I we call you know Sean a lot, and he was, I want to get called, and I was like, that's not how this works. You have to show some affinity for the show. For one, you have to tune in. Oh, oh! Non-listener Sean wants to get. No, called. no, no! Sean was had brought this whole thing up. The oh. other guys at the table were like, "Well, I want to be on the show," and I was like, "Well, you got to show some initiative. You got to mail us some shit. We're not just gonna fucking call random people. We got Australia. That's what I mentioned. Like, M and P is spending money to ship us delicious shit because he's a mm-hmm. super fan. Like, mm-hmm. that's who gets called. That's who we constantly email. That's who we <laughs> ship out. Mm. But he was like, "So what do y'all do?" And I was like, "Man, that's just a weird question because we're well." <laughs> Do you deal with this? Like, what is your podcast about? Eh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> when I get asked that, I say it's the triple X rated version of Seinfeld in an audio format. That's a good, it's, it's a show about nothing. It's a show about nothing. But we talk about a lot of We talk about almost everything. And buttholes and, mm-hmm. and... Boobs. What have you. And sandwiches. Fast food a lot. <laughs> but uh, he said, give me an example. And Sean had said, we'll do the, do the Mary Fuck Kill. So I gave him the original. Mm. I gave him the cast of Apollo 13, Mary Fuck Kill. And he was like, he's one of those guys where he's like, who's in that? I was like, have you seen the film? He's like, yeah. He's like, wait, <laughs> you've seen Apollo 13, but you can't tell me who, like, come on. You yeah. know Tom Hanks is in that movie. Yeah. If that was all he had, I would still be a little upset. You didn't know Bill Paxton and Kevin Bacon were in it? Mm-hmm. Not to mention Gary Sinise. Yeah. But I could already tell that, that he was not going to be bringing up Gary Sinise. Yeah. But all that being said, I don't think we had anyone that said they would fuck Bill Paxton. And that's the, he let out with that. Mm. And it was like, no thing. He was, oh, I'm fucking Bill Paxton. The way he said it was almost like, you would. <laughs> like right now. Yeah. Like dead Bill Paxton. 
But you know, he was I'm fucking Bill Paxton. Fuck Kevin Bacon. Kill that motherfucker. And then I'm very Tom Hanks. I was like, okay. All right. Points for creativity because no yeah. one said they were going to fuck Bill Paxton. No. Uh, but yeah. Bill Paxton's your key to get from Arnold to Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Bill Paxton and Arnold were in True Lies. Bill Paxton's been in a shitload of movies. And here, here's how you get you go artsy with it. Bill Paxton was in Twister with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Surely we can connect Philip Seymour Hoffman and Daniel Day-Lewis. They both run in the art artsy film circuit. You know what I mean? <coughs> I, I, um, I'll figure it out. This my, is going to be your own journey, bro. I'll figure it out. This is your peony, peony Indian journey to yeah. t- make the tie. But I don't want you <laughs> to lose too much focus. Yeah. Well, it's just a, it's a great challenge. I don't even think it's a challenge. I think the moves are... You would be able to do it. If we weren't in the middle of a podcast and yeah. you could just like shut your mind out and think, how do I connect Daniel Day-Lewis to Arnold mm. Schwarzenegger? Yeah. I think, honestly, if I was a betting man, you could do it in four moves. If you could dedicate the time to think about it. You don't need the six degrees on this one. I think it's... No. I think what the key to this one is that it's right in front of your face, but it's just a movie that you would have to really like... It's kind of like when you're trying to find it's like when you're trying to find your car keys and you can't find them for an hour and someone says, Take it just sit down and think about something else. Yeah. And eventually it'll come back. It came to me. They were both in the Expendables four. What who? (laughs) No. Is there an Expendables four? No, but can you imagine Expendables four cast? Is there a three? There is a three. Jesus. I I haven't seen any of them. Uh, I believe Bruce Willis was in the third one. I think the third one was the real coup de gras. They got John. They got John Claude Van Damme, which Kristen had fun learning the other day when we saw we saw John Claude Van Damme in a commercial, and I said, "You know what he refers to himself as, right?" And she's like, "No." I was like, "JCVD." <laughs> she's like, "You're kidding." I was like, "No, look it up. Look up interviews. He refers to himself in the third person as JCVD." Yeah. <laughs> I saw something that he was so coked out of his brain that he has no remembrance of uh, filming Street Fighter. He was just high the entire time. The saddest thing about Street Fighter is that's Raul Julia's last film. Oh, God. <laughs> that's the saddest Mr. Thing. Adams. And then the next, the next most sad thing about that movie is the makeup they put on Blanca. Yeah. It's terrible. But anyways, back to Jingle All the Way and the Christmas spirit, because here we are in December. I've, I don't say it. I told you the other night my favorite part of this scene <laughs> is that Arnold is wearing an Atlanta 96 Olympic shirt. Yeah, a purple Which one, makes no sense, because he was always a big advocate for the physical health and the, and the Olympics and everything else. And Rita Hanks is showing some skin. The thing about that little thing she's wearing is the, the boob droppage is heavy. Yeah. So Tom is is working with some... Well, that's what I was referring to with that thing you do. Do you remember her heaving cleavage as the jazz club waitress when when Guy goes to the jazz club because he wants to hear, oh, you want real jazz? <laughs> and he gets there and he meets his hero, Del Paxton or whatever his name yeah. is. And Tom Hanks' wife is his waitress and she's just got that's heaving, right. heaving cleavage. Yeah. As a little kid, like whenever that movie came out and my parents rented it, I was probably like 11. It was just like. You know what's funny about that? Boing, Your boing, parents boing. probably thought, it's PG. Yeah. It's 50s doo wop. This is safe. Not that they really, I don't think they ever really cared. You were watching R rated movies well before I was. <laughs> but. Should have dumped you in Pittsburgh. <laughs> But when they rented that, they definitely did not think, this one's boner safe. This one's a boner free zone. Nope. And there was Miss Rita Hanks just dropping teardrops on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just want to bounce those things like bongos. <laughs> just butt naked like Matthew McConaughey. Just yeah. do 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 
Well, th- double thank you to Matt and Purse for sending those oh, yeah, excellent big gifts. He big responded. He excited. We're going to send you back some stuff, even if you weren't expecting it. We're just we're we're kind of having a internal argument about what to send. We're going to come up with some items. But I promise you, I'm not sending him a varsity peach pie. I don't care what your dad says. There's <laughs> no way I'm doing that. Yeah, no, the varsity peach pie wouldn't last. One idea that he did throw out that I am in favor of was uh, peanuts in the shell that have the Atlanta Braves logo on the back. That's all in. Uh, and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a glass Coke. Yeah, glass Coke. I mean, was, they might. I'm probably get glass Coke down there, but well. It, I think if you could send a Coke and a glass bottle that specifically said made, you know, packaged in Atlanta. On you the know what I would do? It, I'd cool. send the Brave stuff, but I would send the Planters pack of peanuts mm. so that you, with the instructions. So M&P, this is definitely going to be in there because it's easy. There'd be a Coke, glass bottle Coke, and a, and a little like a single serving on the road bag of peanuts, salted peanuts. What you're going to do is you're going to open the peanuts, pour them in the Coke. Mm. Then you drink the Coke with the peanuts that sit on the top. It's the most Southern. I've never done uh, that. It's the most American Southern thing you can do. I've never done that. It, it, would you? Do you like peanuts? Yeah. Do you like Coke? Mm. Not really. I'm in the same boat. I'm just asking. But yeah. there's a time, like, Lita will tell you, there's times where I'm like, I really want it. Like, you remember I went on that binge with yeah. the Mexican coca Yeah, no, I am like that with Coca-Cola probably six times a year. Mm. Like, I'll get a wild hair and be like, I want Chick-fil-A. Or a number one with a Coke. Yeah. Or that's uh, true. My my yearning for Coke is usually paired with food. Yeah. It's never like I could just really go for a Coke right now. No, it's never a hot sunny day where I say, you know what will really knock this heat down? Some caramel food some coloring. Caramel food coloring, forty eight grams of sugar. Amounts of sugar. <laughs> that's what I could really go for. But my dad used to do it. Uh, it's a very southern thing, and I love the comp. That's halftime. If I buy a Coke, Mexican Coke or otherwise, I'll buy some form. I don't like salted nuts. I usually get unsalted, but that's up to you. But that taste of Coke and peanuts, it's like one of the most indelible take me back to childhood tastes mm. I can ever have. Yeah, I've never tried it, so I wouldn't have any nostalgia tied to it if I if I did it. But I think you would enjoy it, though. To that end, somebody else suggested if we're going to win Georgia specific, uh, Georgia pecans would be something to maybe consider sending. And then what that- if he has a nut allergy and we're about to kill him? <laughs> like the minute he opens the bucket, it's, like an- it's like sending it's like sending anthrax. Yeah, but we're we're really really not trying to kill you. Well, uh, off coming off of the pecan idea, somebody suggested, uh, and I think you can order them online, getting some of those pecan pralines from that place in Savannah. Oh, like, the River Street candy. Yeah, they're like, yeah. there's no way they're getting that in Australia. No, well, you don't get pecans. I mean, I guess you could, but you have to. Order. Only, I mean, in Georgia, you can only get them either there or they have a they have a little mini store at the Mall of Georgia. Yeah, so you can get them there if you wanted to actually drive. I mean, and the get them. River Street's good. I, I just think there's better people that make pralines around here, but that's just me. Perhaps I do like the idea of pickles. I read online that pickles are not really a thing over there. In fact, I read that when most people get like. What, that might be the equivalent of a deli sandwich. If there is a pickled vegetable on there, it's beets. I like beets. I don't know if that's true, but I read that pickles on sandwiches isn't a thing. Pickled beets is sometimes. Okay. Well, I have access to those. You know, I carry a, yeah. a made right here in the city pickle, due south. Yeah. And if 
I mean, maybe Little Debbie's there, maybe it's not. I read Little Debbie's hard to come by. Apparently, like, when Aussies ask people to send them things, I read that cinnamon, particularly cinnamon candy, is popular because cinnamon's just kind of not a thing there. Like Big Red or some shit? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, buffalo sauce isn't really a thing. We'll they, send them some. They have, yeah. I read that there are hot sauces, but they're not like what we are used to. Um, marshmallow is one. Graham crackers. Apparently, graham crackers just don't exist in Australia. Why? I don't know. So we're going to send a Hershey's bar, marshmallow fluff. We'll send a s'more kit. A s'more kit. Yeah. I like that. That's sweet and savory. Matt, on your next email, I mean, are you aware of what a s'more is? It probably is. Although yeah, but if you don't like, if, you, if marshmallows aren't a thing yeah. and graham crackers aren't a thing in Australia. Yeah. Chocolate is a universal, mm -hmm. but combining those three things, would he be like the first Australian in Australia to make a s'more? I wonder. If With marshmallow fluff would be better too than a regular marshmallow. I think well, that's, that's the, how I make them at home. Yeah, because people they buy the marshmallows. Yeah. And they roast them, and that's it's good. You get that yeah. kind of like fiery flame on it, and then you put it out, and then you yeah. put it on your little s'more. The char but the adds. fluff. The fluff is. I switched to the fluff because we used to do what I called city s'mores, where we would just make it all in the microwave. We put the marshmallow on top of the chocolate on the graham cracker and in the microwave, and then you you microwave it long enough to where the marshmallow starts to get pillowy, and then you sandwich it with the other one. Um, but then at some point I was like, or we could just use fluff and skip that part. <laughs> yeah, I see you. <laughs> I had a thought, what if we, what if we put a Creature Comforts beer in there? Is it illegal? Probably. Yeah, they won't know. They won't know. Which one would you send? I don't know. Tropicalia? That's uh, kind of the obvious answer, but I don't like Tropicalia. I mean, as far as beer drinkers go, that's one of, that's, that's like the Southeast's most popular IPA. Uh, you're making that prediction right now? The Southeast's most popular IPA? I believe it's ranked number one when they do beer rankings, like, year after year. I don't think any degree of, of foam cupping is no. going to mask uh, the sounds of a screaming baby. No, no, maybe we should take a pause break for a second. I can't go get her now. It's already started, so. I'm not saying to go get her. I'm just saying we take a pause. So usually she calms down after five. We'll take a pause and we'll uh, see what beer. happens with the, with the <laughs> V-Meister. <laughs> Safe sex. Yeah, right. but not for the good stuff. <laughs> the really... Hard selling points. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna be as descriptive about what Plus, you would do. Producer to... Burke keeps looking at your tits. It's like a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> is, he, is he with us in spirit? He's no, here. he's here. He's here for reals. He's behind the glass wall. Who do you think produces oh, oh, the show? I can't see it, but the glass wall must look, he's smashing his dick. Uh, look, <clears throat> it's ridiculous, right? I don't get it. I want the audience to know that I pieced it together because I, I told you my answer off air. And I All right, everyone, steps. give give uh, Brent's going to give you his six steps to tie <laughs> Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger to <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Go. No, to to what's his nose, Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, that's right. Okay, we did we didn't do it was the six degrees of Kevin Bacon game, right? But with Daniel Day Lewis, right? So you've got what is it, Batman Four with Arnold and George Clooney, Batman. Is that the one where he's the freeze and it's like yeah. the Joel Schumacher put tits on the Batman outfit? But he put tits on everything. He did put tits on everything. And reduced them on Alicia Silverstone. Oh. Well, she doesn't have a lot to work with. But anyways, you got Clooney. You got Arnold Schwarzenegger in that film with Clooney. Mm -hmm. You got George Clooney and Brad Pitt in all the Oceans movies. Yes. You got Brad Pitt in uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith and probably other movies with Angelina Jolie. Sure. 
Angelina Jolie is in the movie The Tourist with Johnny Depp. Yep. Johnny Depp is in What's Eating Gilbert Grape with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep. Who was in Gangs of New York. Boom. With Daniel Day-Lewis. Six moves. I figured it out. You figured it out. So I want to see Daniel Day Lewis in like a ridiculous, like a joke, like a like a comedy like a with Seth Rogen. Yeah, or yeah, Judd Apatow movie. Yeah, a good Judd I Apatow. See, yeah, I want to see D Day Lewis in a in a Judd Apatow. <laughs> D Day Lewis. Judd, uh, Daniel Day Lewis. We're gonna remake Animal House, <laughs> and we would love it if you played D Day. The big meta and fun. But can you not do the method? No, I must do the method. I must do the method. His last movie was Phantom Thread. So he claims he's retired now mm-hmm. from acting. And Phantom Thread is a good film, as far as film goes. But it's not one I would have chosen for him to go out on. What uh, is your favorite D-Day Lewis film? Obviously, the, the big ones are up there. Uh, no, I'm just saying, what's, no, don't, go, don't give me the big ones. I mean, what's if you uh, you say you get one Daniel Day-Lewis film, and I don't you have to watch it for 24 hours straight. I don't know if I can answer because I, I feel like I need to see all of them because I've only seen some of his movies. Like you've never seen My Left Foot? I have not seen My Left Foot. I've seen The Boxer. Okay. And there's another one where he, that takes place in Ireland and it's sort of focused on the IRA. I know, uh, I know Something what you're of about. my father, something yeah. father related. I know what you're talking about, but I can't. Um, you know, it's a deep pull and I don't really like the movie, but I like him in it, uh, The Crucible. That's an interesting pick. I can't do one. <clears throat> Excuse teeth, me, I've been really. a little sick. It's not the teeth, it's Winona Ryder. I, I can't. <laughs> just something about her just puts me on edge, and I don't like it. Maybe that's why I didn't like uh, See, as a high schooler, Stranger wanted, Things, because I just can't look at Winona Ryder and, and be As a high schooler, I wanted to bone Winona Ryder in Girl Interrupted. She had that short hairdo and dressed like a French poet from the 60s, like a beatnik French poet. I guess. To answer my own question, if someone says you get one Daniel Day for... Uh, for it's probably Gangs of New York, or There Will Be Blood. I think that's what most people would assume I would go, because I do love I'm saying Gangs that for me. Like no, it's, no, no. It's probably one of those two. I get it. I think most people would say Gangs of New York, and it, it's close. It, it, it just made the second spot by very small, like, a, like an Olympic sprinter's race. It was like, boom, by the nose. But yeah. I'm going... Um, I'm going with The Last of the Mohicans. That's another really good one. I just really like that film. Yeah. It's a little it's a little 90s-y, but it's good. And what do you mean by 90s-y? Just the pacing of it. And it is like a three-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah, it's, it's very just, long. It's like, I mean, but I love the way they say Kentucky <laughs> instead of Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee. No, <laughs> Milwaukee. I always, I mean, for 90s... When I say it has the stink of the 90s on it, I will always and forever just point you to the movie Wolf. Watch the movie Wolf. That's with Jack. Yeah, Nick- Jack Nicholson, Nicholson and James Spader. and Lee, you're pounding keys, babe. And somebody else. You watch that movie, it just has that 90s film maker. But when you say 90s-y and you reference Wolf, yeah. but then you call Last of the Mohicans 90s, 90s-y. Yeah. There's, there's a 80, big level of discrepancy here. There's a buffer, here. 88 to 92. There's a buffer. All right. I mean, I just think that, like, when you, you kind there's of you kind of wholesaled 90, 90s-y, there's just, but it's, you, it's your example funny. is, like, maybe one of the worst movies of the 90s. Sure. Wolf, comparative with 
what I think is excellent filmmaking. There are far worse and, movies uh, from the '90s than Wolf, but well, not like, but not that in, included what could be argued as the top actor of his time in it. Maybe they got a lot of press. I mean, that 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 movie had like music videos. Yeah, it was a like people expected Wolf to be huge. It has a lot of slow motion, him turning into the wolf. And like leaping, and then there's just like a shot from the ground, so you can see his wolf feet and and dockers, and then he lands and pulls on his shirt. I mean, they even kind of made fun of it in Seinfeld when Jerry shaves his chest. Oh, too I love much. it. Yeah, it's the greatest. Uh, but let's not dive. I, I, for one week alone, there is a point to why I like this this film a great deal. Now that Le, the uh, Vivian's woken up, to add her two cents. I feel like we um, gotta pause again. We can. <laughs> Well, uh, we will come back with more coverage. It's just funny because normally she's out very fast. Yeah, it's because I'm here. She doesn't want she doesn't want the party to be over. It's because I'm here. That's true. We'll uh, we'll come back with more Turbo Man coverage <laughs> in five. <laughs> Safe, Safe sex. sex. It's so weird because we had a smoothie. With all mm. the things you would want to put in your system this morning, but I think my body's like, what is all this healthy? Well, you did have. I had an oyster bait the other night. I didn't eat any. You didn't eat any oyster Oh, damn, that's going on the pod. I told Alan I would eat them, but they just didn't look... <laughs> no. What are you talking about? In Charleston, we had... Come oh, on. <laughs> this is very un- This is very irregular. Yeah. Maybe she hates the podcast. But we're not even being loud. Like this is this is the kind of conversational volume level we would, me and her would have without Pod. Yeah. So whatever's happening here, maybe she's. Not. I still say she might be sitting in doo doo. I go check her. I just feel like that would disrupt the whole process. That was Albury's mo. She would doo doo at bedtime yeah. and she'd cry about it. Unlike her to doo doo at night, but it is possible. And we always felt bad because we would do the. Let them cry, yeah. and then when they were good and asleep, would go check. And you just reek of doo doo. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's why she was screaming and crying for so long. We're wonderful parents. <laughs> Should have checked. Well, it, all, that, it only has to happen one time, and then you're like, just go check. If she's in shit again, I'll feel bad. <laughs> Do you want to go check for shit? Because this is so irregular that I have to think something's not something's not right. That, or every once in a while, you go check, and like their leg is wedged in a weird way, sticking out of the crib. <laughs> This wasn't ever going to fix itself. Oh, you're a pretzel. <laughs> I see you're bending the wrong direction. That's That would explain a lot. No, we had a, just while she's going to check, we had a, um, part of the festivities on Monday night was the, the host in Charleston there was going to do an oyster bake. Mm. Or, I guess it's a, I don't know, if you st- it was just steaming oysters. And I love oysters, but I, Alan... Is gonna hear this, and he was the host. Mm. There's no escaping. It. There's no escaping it now. I just we've only been recording for one. Two minutes. We had we ju- just we had we just, just not use this. It's fine. I, he needs to hear it. Because <laughs> 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 I had told him I like oysters every way, and I do. I like steamed. I like fried. I like raw. I like oysters. I'm just an oyster guy. I like oysters, Rockefeller. Yeah. I can do it all. I like um, raw with a little bit of horseradish and a little bit of cocktail. Yep. On a cracker. 
And I don't even do the cracker anymore. I well, just put the, I rarely do the cracker, but I just cocktail Tabasco if they have it, whatever, and slurp it down. When Kimball House has that champagne reduction, have you ever had? Oh, that's that? really good. Oh, oh it's ridiculous. Yeah, so good. Man, she's really getting it up there. I feel like for the listeners, we should pause again. <laughs> Because I know if I was listening to one of my favorite shows and they were that talking over a screaming kid, no. I would stop listening. Sorry about the oysters, Alan. We're going to pause again. <laughs> Circle back to what we were talking about. Unfucking believable. What? It's like the signal goes to the baby room. That's crazy, though, because you literally said the minute we turn this on, she's going to start back. And literally the, the second you press the button. Yeah. But now she's... Calm down. Anyways, what I was saying before we went to break about this movie, and it's not like it's the only Christmas movie where you get this kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's not like you have to watch this one to be like, oh, America's too commercialized. Yeah. But when you see this, then Arnold scrounging for his Turbo Man doll because he's an idiot and waited till Christmas Eve while Phil Hartman's trying to fuck Mrs. Hanks. Well, you know, what I want to know is what the fuck is Mrs. Hanks doing all day? Clearly, Arnold's the one with the job. She can't go take care of the Turbo Man doll situation? No, you're getting you're putting blame where there shouldn't be. <laughs> she told him two weeks before this to get the doll, knowing it was going to be sold out. Two weeks is not enough time. Doesn't fucking matter. He was told to get the doll. Yeah. Because he's a workaholic who doesn't care about his family and child. Oh, damn, God forbid he pay the bills. Who? Uh, <laughs> You right now, anywho, my whole the uh, white no, I'll, listen, I'll, I'll just go fuck myself. You guys can pay the bills with, <laughs> with cookies and Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman would have gladly taken over. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll reduce my income down to a part time at a fast food place. So All I can I'm be saying, more in touch let me get to my actual needs. point before we go down this weird capitalist verse. <laughs> uh, what you do see though. Is this kind of it's a it's a reckoning. It's not it's an understanding that when you watch these Black Friday videos, like Tosh loves them. Yeah. He posts those things all the time. I love watching them. A bunch of idiots literally beating themselves up to save a couple hundred dollars on a television. On a tele something they yeah. don't need. The thing about Black Friday is that you're fighting other people, other human beings mm -hmm. for things that there's never been a Black Friday fight or trample or rush. For the necessities of life. Yeah. Right? That's an important thought. So, like, no one goes on Black Friday and says, oh, my God, they have toilet paper. It's two cents a roll. That's <laughs> something we fucking need. Or it's never been like, what are you doing for Black Friday? I'm going to get formula, bro. You fucking kidding me? Yeah. I got to get this fucking formula. My family don't eat. Never happens. They're yeah. fighting over electronics they don't need. TVs, you know, couches, mm. you name it. Eight tracks. Eight tracks. <laughs> They would. They would. If someone said, you know what, we got uh, $2 eight tracks. If you if you still have your eight tracks, we'd see a bunch of old people showing out on Black Friday. Football phones, the hamburger phone. I would actually like a football phone. <laughs> Sports Is it too late? Football phone. Anywho, but like it, every time I see these videos, I don't see them as like comedy. Like you're watching Black Friday. And you're like you come to expect it because you've seen hundreds and thousands of videos like it. I... As we discussed off pod, I, I liken it back to where we're headed as a people yeah. when things get really, really hard. Well, yeah. And, you do, and, and it doesn't become, it's not a fight over a, a Blu-ray or a PS4 or a TV 
It's a fight, it's a fight over, over water. Yeah, or baby formula. Or baby formula, or milk, or, diapers. or bread, or the things, any type of food, any type of sustenance. See, what I would do is I would distract the, the crowd, be like, there's a new truckload of milk over there, because I don't really fucking think we need milk. <laughs> and once they all looked, then I would grab the water and run. That's what I would do. You know what I would do is I would, I would avoid the, the kind of the, the rush that would hit the, the grocery chains mm-hmm. and the big stores. And if you're well out ahead of this, as people should start to think about it. I'm not saying, I'm not advocating that we become, this podcast become Doomsday Prepper. Oh, let's just pivot and become the Prepper Podcast. Dude, I'm all in. <laughs> but here's what you want to do. You want to get yourself... Four or five <laughs> gallon jugs of water. You want to fill them up on a regular basis. And you need to re- you need to empty them and refill them every six months because yeah. the water's going to go stagnant. You also need to get a thing to clog your tubs. That way, when the shit hits the fan, <laughs> you can fill all your tubs of water right away because it's the first thing the government's going to shut off well, before listen, they come to kill you. Leah, Leah knows. As Stock she, up on she our sits AR-15s. Right she, yeah, get all the AR-15s Get every you AR-15 can. you can because despite what you may be thinking, you could kill the government <laughs> with single round, single shot, semi-automatic weapons. Weapons, <laughs> even though they have you know ballistic missiles and tanks and shit that could just turn you into dust in yeah. a matter of seconds. You well, you can get the AR-10. That's a bigger round, but that's what you need. Don't listen to Joe Biden with the shotgun bullshit. Well, okay. Leah knows it for there was a. It's it's always in the back of my mind. Like when we are at the grocery store, I sometimes I don't do it as much anymore. I haven't done it in a while. But you go down like the drink aisle. Mm-hmm. And you got your, all your shitty sugar shit and you yeah. your Cokes. And I get to the water part where they've literally just bottled water. Mm-hmm. And it's, they put it at a price where you're like, that's affordable. It's 89 cents for a big ass gallon and a half of water. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to drink it because I have tap water and <laughs> I have my fridge that gives me water. Yeah. But I'm going to buy this. On the off chance. So downstairs right now, I I don't know. What do you think? Seven, eight big ass jugs of not they're not even gallons. They're like the gallons. Are they? I would do this too if I had somewhere to put them. I mean well, it's I, not like we have a ton of space. I that's I, why I got in trouble. Well and say so I'd be afraid that like you'd open my garage one day and it would just be a grid. Of water. Of, of water. Like, yeah. This is just in case, you know, shit ever goes <laughs> sideways. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going... Here's the thing. doesn't matter if it happens in our lifetime. It's going to happen. Somebody, a vast majority of this country, if you look at a Black Friday video, is going to be woefully underprepared yeah. when the shit really does hit the fan. I just realize, turn that thing hit, on. Hit the fan. Get yeah, it? Turn that... Yeah, hit the uh, fan. Well, I mean, the thing that I have a good time laughing at are the people who fetishize the whole idea. And like, like they're going to make it? Yeah, and like yeah. make their four-year-olds, you know, practice the bug-out bag routine. Sure. It's like, come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, can you think of all the schools that do fire drills. When the, the day comes that the school's actually on fire, do you really think if children Single see file smoke, line. see and hear <laughs> smoke, see smoke, or flames, smoke. smell smoke, see flames, they're just going to line up with, uh, with a single finger over their lips <laughs> and walk at a calm pace down the hallway through smoke and screams? It's going to be chaos. Well, I, I would counter that with saying, honestly, kids don't have, they might. 
because the disconnect between what you do as a fire alarm safety yeah. versus like, oh, shit, there's smoke and fire. But for them, they could be like, well, this could still. I think kids actually stand a better chance of, yes, yeah. single file out that building. If you did, the- I'm going to tell mine, like, if you see fire, you fucking run. <laughs> You run right what past that. A, you run right past that no, dumbass. But, but who that, didn't, isn't that didn't. counterproductive? Like, if the system is in place, if they've practiced and done their things, they're going to walk out. They're going to be safe. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. If it's in, but that's my. Isn't that kind of weird? That's my point. Like, kids stand a better chance of getting out of that fire by being yes, calm, collected. Yeah. Listening to people they trust. They've done this before. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you could do the same thing. You could do go into an office building right now, mm-hmm. tomorrow. I don't know. Pick an office building in Atlanta. Pull the fire alarm. You go to NCR. We'll use NCR building, downtown Atlanta. They've done all the drills. You know, where the stairs are, uh-huh. where the things are at, how to get out. Hey, keep it cool, bro. The minute they see smoke and flames, <laughs> that's when the fucking shit will lose their mind. It's going to be George Costanza meets fucking... What's his name? Kevin from the office. Yeah. When he when the fire when the fire starts there, he starts bashing the the fucking uh, what is it, the <laughs> machines that have all the chips and shit in them, throwing chairs into it to get the candy bars out. What I was going to add, apart from Black Friday, you can see fun videos of people tearing each other apart over shit they don't need. Just like watch any like wedding store dress sale weekend, like and women just just piled up outside of it to get yeah. to get their wet, the wedding dress of their dreams that and they don't even know what's in there. They're just <laughs> gonna go in there and look for a size four that's you know a little off white with accents and they're just gonna like devour each other for it's it was three thousand dollars and now it's only twenty two hundred. <laughs> it's like great, great, good. I hope it was worth giving that stranger a bloody nose. It you always got, is. You got blood on your wedding dress. We can hide it. We can say it was wine. Let's pivot. Sinbad. Thoughts. Uh, Not the uh, the actual literary character, <laughs> but the actor. I hope, he's ma- I hope he's wearing something made out of windbreaker. <laughs> it's the best line of the Sunny episode. Sinbad? Oh, God, I hope he's wearing something made out of windbreaker. That was definitely a Charlie. It was. Yeah, that was. was. I, I, I couldn't remember, but the way, even knowing what I know about the show, it had to be Charlie. The biggest laugh from that episode is when Dennis wakes up and Sinbad goes, this is Rob Thomas, Matchbox 20. And Sinbad goes, oh, or, or Dennis. Dennis says, Matchbox 20. Ugh. <laughs> I love it. I just think it's tough because that would be where I'd go to. Because as a sunny p- lover and yeah. purist, it's tough for me to not watch that episode. And be like, well, how the hell did they get Sinbad and Rob <laughs> Thomas to agree to this? And then, and then yeah, we're going to insult your band, Rob Thomas. I, I'll tell you this, man. House guest, it's got to be it, right? And it's got Phil Hartman double down. I, I, I vote house guest be our first January show of the year. Let's do it if we can make it happen. House guest is spectacular. I don't care. I, I don't wish give a shit who I had some Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't see house guest, just Watch just house just guest. treat yourself. Do yourself a favor and give house guest to somebody who lives in your home with you for Christmas so that you can all watch it together on Christmas. I night. just hope Sinbad's like happy, healthy, in a nice house with a little bit of money in, in a savings account. Because I fucking love Sinbad. You That's realize great. how you remember how he was huge. Yeah. For I don't know, five to ten years, maybe not ten, but for a five year period. He wasn't, in the late 80s, yeah, early I mean, 90s, I, I Sinbad was the king of comedy. The dude was, was traveling. Was bigger than Dice? 
He was dice you know what? Like you know what? That's stuff. actually really a really good comparison. Can we, a, can we write a sitcom starring Andrew Dice Clay and Sinbad? I just came in my pants. <laughs> like I need to go change my shorts. If I could have a, a sitcom that has and even today. Yeah. But especially in their prime. But even yeah. today, a sitcom or even just a fucking re doesn't even have to be a sitcom. I would watch I would love a documentary. It's just Sinbad, or a just, dark drama. Just a dark drama where you have Sinbad and Andrew Dice Clay. Because to me, those are the it's a it's you couldn't have made. Yeah. I love you right now for that comparison. It's so beautiful. <laughs> because they both their star shined so fucking what bright. What if you could get them to do a tour together? For such a short yeah, it was period a short of time. One. What if you could get Dice and Sinbad to go on tour together and do each other's material? Act, oh, I think we need to really start. I think this is like, what if we what if we don't get little Miss Buffett? Listen, what if we, <laughs> yeah, what if we don't get famous because of something we did? Right, just an idea. We get famous because we were the ones that said, "What if?" Yeah, we send Sinbad and Dice Clay out on the road together. Yeah, but they do each other's material. Yeah, if anybody from Netflix is listening, we have an idea we'd like to pitch you. Yeah. And you're taking a lot of ideas. Don't even pretend you're not. Oh, yeah. Netflix makes anything. Yeah. Well, hey. they're getting dangerously close to making anything. <laughs> I've seen some real we're, shit. We're thinking of doing a 12-episode series of just babies coming out of vaginas. <laughs> yeah, here's money. How much? They're, they're slowly becoming Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I have this idea. We're like a monkey. No, done. Yeah, here's here's 10 million. <laughs> what? There's more. No, no. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Here's the sign. That's just a signing bonus. Do you need a particular actor? <laughs> you can have anyone but Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Actually, fuck it. Actually, you can have Kevin Spacey. You can have Kevin Spacey. That's yeah. fine. He can, he can be the monkey. We're trying to bring him back. Or the Slowly. baby coming Slowly. out of the vagina. Whatever. I, I've, I've already forgotten what you said because I'm high on cocaine. Let me yes, ask you this. Is, is there any masturbation involved? No? Louis C.K. is your man. Let's get him in there. Oh, uh, they're, they're making a secret life of pets, too. Which he was the oh, voice of Max boy. the dog. Yeah, I know. He's not the voice of Max. Well, of Pat course Pat Oswald is. Ugh. And, I, and well, I, I just feel like Pat Oswald has done something dirtier than what surely than, than and what he's probably told than what good Louis C.K. what Louis got caught for doing. I feel like Louis gets caught for ripping his pants down and jacking off in front of some women. Yeah, on many times, not justifying that. No, but I'm saying I think Patton's probably done worse. Man, possibly. I go back to what I said in the previous episode. If if Louis C.K.'s canceled, why? why what, or here's here's the bigger question, and and uh, Eric <laughs> posed it on the radio the other day. He put it in more succinct terms. He said, "How has the Me Too movement not brushed up against any hip hop star?" He said, "All they do is sing about objectifying and well, using they, I mean, and abusing women." So you're gonna tell me out of the entire hip hop community, none of them have ever done anything that would make the hairs on the back of the the neck of the Me Too movement stand up. Well, I mean, I guess I agree in principle, but they have gone after R. Kelly for like even well before the Me Too movement. Right, but the Me Too movement, the people who are saying, "Sit down, white man, your career's canceled," they don't have anything to say about about Chris Brown, who nearly beat a woman to death. They did. He, he he's still touring. He's still making I mean, money. No, he's but still he performing. is. He is. But he's like people still go to listen, the show. The level of Chris Brown fame pre beating up mm-hmm. the the lady has never. He's never come close to it. She has a name. I don't remember her name. White man. She has a name. Well, I don't. That's ridiculous. I, don't, I can't keep up with all the names. I don't know who's beating up who. It's Riri. 
Sure. Rihanna. But I'm saying he's Rihanna. Sorry. He's never gotten <laughs> back to that. Like he's not even close. Like Chris Brown is off the radar. He might be touring. Yeah. He might be performing. He might be making money yeah. by people that are willing to go pay for it. But he's not. Yeah. He's, it's like I, I, I'm just gonna throw out the one name I kind of know in this new like Bruno Mars at the top of his game, right? He's doing Super Bowl shows. Yeah. He's he's selling out major venues. Mm-hmm. You got your other hip hop artists, your Waka Flockas. I don't even know if he's famous anymore. I don't know. You got your Takashi Six Nines, who's going to jail for like forty years. You got those guys. Mm-hmm. But Chris Brown, I, I haven't heard a whisper before he before the beating incident. Yeah, that dude was everywhere. Yeah, I don't listen to that music, and he was fucking everywhere. I, I, I you would have to literally be tone deaf to the world to not know the name Chris Brown. Yeah, but now I don't know who the fuck that dude is. I don't know where he's at. Well, don't know anything did, about it. Did, you don't recover. But I do agree with Eric's principle that it yeah. does seem a little bit like you know what it is. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you right in your in your own little Johnny points here. <laughs> it's a very liberal, ridiculous thing oh, yeah. because yeah. you're you're saying you want to go after the Me Too movement in, within the liberal gaze. Yeah, is going after only white people, white males. Well, and Aziz Ansari. Kind of. But <laughs> he, see, he struck, Aziz got a pass because... He, no, he, he had shows and he was touring. and, and No, I get it. But I'm saying Aziz... Knocked out like, let me put it this way. Aziz is, is back out touring again. Yeah. He's still doing stand-up. But the things that show up on my feed or on the Facebook mess or on the, the Yahoo's and the Foxes and the CNN's, it's really more about, uh, couldn't stand seeing Louis C.K. on stage. It's all... It, yeah. that Louis is absorbing Aziz's... <laughs> Spotlight. Yeah, he's white. He can take it. Well, but that's what I'm saying. It's it's that justific. It's that it's that weird juxtaposition of like, if you're gonna be a liberal, yeah, white female mm-hmm. or male, and I mean hyper liberal in yeah. this stance, but you only want to look at what the white men are doing wrong. Yeah. Well, because because the minute the the super hyper liberal turns that kind of like weird gaze onto again the yeah. hip hop community. Well, we can't do that because yeah, we judge. can't be we can't be judged. We're, well, yeah, that's the I'm reason, white. They're black. That's the reason liberals irritate the shit out of me when it's like, hey, liberals, uh, uh, militant feminists out there, uh, can I have your attention, please, for a moment? <laughs> do you not have anything to say about the women, the way women are treated in Muslim countries? Oh, yeah. oh, that's their culture. You can't judge. All right, well, shut the fuck up. Then, <laughs> Those women are li- women have acid poured on them. They yeah. have their Clits cut off at childhood. Yeah. The list goes on. They actually, always... that would be actually more... Uh, Africa. Well, no, I'm saying that would be nicer if they did it at, at least at childbirth. Well, what they yeah. usually do yeah. is wait till like 17. Yeah. Or they sew their vaginas shut. Right. Female or genital they mutilation. They only recently got the... But we're not going to... That's their culture. We can't judge. I've always said, like, people can, you can call me racist or whatever you want. I've always said there may not be such a thing as racial superiority. But I do think there is such a thing as cultural superiority. Sure. And those cultures are fucked up. And the fact that liberal feminist types don't have anything to say about it. They just want to talk about what white dudes on Wall Street are doing. It's like, yeah, it's all bad. But you're you're uh, deafeningly quiet over here on the subject of what is happening to your fellow women in other parts of sure. the world where you don't want to judge the culture. I feel like I've heard Eric say some things about this. Uh, well, I mean, he, and the thing that he's pointed out in reference to why the Me Too movement hasn't touched the hip hop community is a quote from W, the, I forget what it is, but the subtle racism of low expectations, mm. which I, you know, 
I didn't particularly like George W. Bush, but that is one of the most brilliant things I ever heard coined from that side of it. The subtle racism, subtle racism of, of low, of low expectations. expectations. That's really, it's really actually quite, uh, quite in depth. Yeah. Without well, really. And he couched in Eric and that and conversation. That's funny to think something in depth coming from W. <laughs> Eric couched that quote with this notion of, well, the Me Too movement's not touching the hip hop community because, oh, that might be racist or, oh, they're poor black men who came from uh, Section 8 housing. We have to kind of look the other way on. They don't know any They don't know any Because better, they're yeah. poor black people. It's like, no, it doesn't matter what your upbringing is. You know if it's not okay to sexually assault a woman. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to tell me in the history of hip-hop, just for the last 10 years, no hip-hop artist has assaulted a woman to the point where they deserve... Well, hell, the one that got killed and then was just beat up that one girlfriend of his till her eyeball yeah, popped out. Yeah, well, and he kind of got what he deserved. He did. But, <laughs> he did. But his point was, you're going to tell me nobody, Lil John, Lil Wayne, Lil whoever the... Leave Lil John out of this. <laughs> what? I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> Leave little John out of it. You're going to tell me none of them have assaulted a woman, pulled their dick out, grabbed a tit, something, and they deserve the same vitriol the Me Too movement gives Louis C.K.? He said, that's bullshit. And his whole point is, I want to see Louis fucking moving. (laughs) That's really all it comes down to for him. (laughs) Eric's got a very specific upsetness about this. He's like, hey, last time I checked, Woody Allen's still making movies. Like, you know, (laughs) maybe people aren't going to see him, but he's still making them. It's kind of, I'm in that weird middle ground these days where I'm like, I understand that, and we've discussed it on the show several times, I just want balance. And I'm not, this is not even political now, but it's just saying the liberals are making it, these radical ones, Mm -hmm. just like your radical conservatives are total douchebags. I feel the same about the other end. Yeah. Because all they're doing, they're they're just pulling the rope when there's people like, I'll say us, even Mm. though you're pretty hardcore liberal. (laughs) I'm not. That's the thing. I, I, I... When when push comes to shove, I will side with liberals on most issues. On most issues. But I just said to Kristen the other night, I was like, modern liberals are literally a, turning into a snake eating its own tail. Yeah. Like, you watch any... Think of, like, the book 1984 or the movie or whatever. It's like, it's going to be big, bad, scary conservatives who eventually take away our rights. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, no, actually it's not. Because if you <laughs> look at who's trying to suppress speech... Across the fucking country, it's not the right. It's the fucking hardcore left. Yeah. You can't say that. That's offensive. Uh, South Park has made fun of it with PC Principle. I love PC uh, Principle. Modern Family See, that's even what I was made telling, fun of not it. To, just because it might be a nice segue to, to make sure we don't go down the wormhole too far. Yeah. But PC Principle is the, the archetype for this bitch guy. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's good. Not because not because he's the same. In mm. fact, he's quite opposite. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's actually the actual inverse of of PC principle. But that's who I think. This strong woman who could stand up for herself <laughs> and do anything that she puts her mind to did just not poop in her pants because she doesn't poop in her she pants. She chose to poop in her pants to send a message. <laughs> and sometimes you just do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, but that's like PC yeah. principle is the Epitome of what I think, just just not clothing wise, just the archetype of what this bitch guy. We have very different visual appearances of the this bitch guy because my this bitch guy 
is um, the rapper from the early seasons of Sunny that they thought might be retarded in Life okay. is Good Clothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that. I like the retarded rapper, but I don't... <laughs> I don't see that as this bitch guy. Okay, well, I will say on the subject of <laughs> South Park, having I'm still I'm watching episodes from this latest season. I've thoroughly enjoyed the sort of just subtle. This is our new normal joke in every episode where there's a massive school shooting oh, yeah. and kids are dead and nobody in the show even except for one person. It. Yeah. Well, Stan's mom Stan's does in mom. the first episode yeah. of the season, but like I watched episode four. <laughs> And the whole episode starts at a zoom in on the school with, with gun kids noise and kids and screaming. Yeah. And then it pans to City Hall where they talk about their Christmas budget. <laughs> it's just like that subtle jab in America of like, look at what you've become, you dumb fucking country where you let kids get murdered on yeah. a regular basis. Did, and it's just the new norm. Did you see Randy move out and start Tegrity? No. Tegrity Farms? Yet. No, I haven't seen that yet. He, 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 it's a, I, I'm surprised you haven't because it's like, one or two after the school shooting, but he was saying, he's like, I don't even think anything's funny anymore. <laughs> Nothing's funny anymore. He, it's, I'll let you watch. I don't want to ruin it. But he, he's like, I'm just going to go back to a simpler life. And so it's like the whole, the moray, the theme, if you will. And they put it to music, which of course South Park does. But he moves out to farm in Colorado. And it was funny because you don't think, when he says, I want to be a farmer, you're like, okay. And they start the song. And I was like, oh shit, it's Colorado. <laughs> He's yeah. farming marijuana. Yeah. And it turns into this whole like, and he names it Tegrity for integrity. <laughs> but it's just Tegrity Farms. My, I mean, one of the hardest laughs of that first episode is when there's been another school shooting and Sharon's like, Randy, there's been another school shooting. Okay, Karen. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the one where, I like the one where, where Stan actually gets shot and they're a little bit worried. But not a lot. Yeah. Just a little Wait, bit worried. Wait, that's the best part of that episode. Like, uh, so wait a second. Did you do the shooting? <laughs> no. Did you get shot? No. All right then. Now tell me about this math quiz. <laughs> Just like, hey, that's America. Do for you? you. I'm to ask gonna, you. We're not gonna do anything about Just this. Just as problem. a parent, do you do you lose any sleep thinking about? The girls going to public school? Because I have to imagine uh, y'all aren't sending them to private school. No, I mean, we've talked about wanting to be able to. but Well, the, everybody wants to be able um, to. No, I don't lose sleep over it, but I do think about it. I have already thought when Adelaide goes to kindergarten, she will go with a phone in her bag to call us if she needed to. And I've already told Chris, and I said, the minute some administrator, vice principal, homeroom teacher wants to sit us down and talk about problems with the phone in the bag. I'm like, fuck you, too fucking bad. <laughs> I said, I have no problem being a thorn in the side of the public school system for the next 20 plus years yeah. if it means my kids are safe and they know that their but dad me, loves them. But just let me ask you this. So she has a phone. That's great. She calls you. Mm. you what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, well, if she, um, if, yeah. if you're, uh, well, I guess she starts this year. No, no. Next she, year. She starts next fall. Next fall. So she'll be six. Yeah. So she calls you. She, oh, I don't know how she even describes the situation. Mm. I something's guess something's happening. Something's happening. I, I hear, I, does she understand gunshots? No. No. So she might by next year. We don't know. Right. I mean, it's, it's wild. I hear, I, okay. So I hear loud bangs. Yeah. Teacher lock the door. Yeah. What you said I if I ever felt scared to call you. Yeah. What, do you, what are you going to do about it? Just because she has that cell phone, you're, she's no safer. No, but, uh, I mean, the phone is less of a thought for that situation, more of one where it's like, 
in terms of being able to communicate, she doesn't, I don't want her to have to jump through hoops to get the teacher's permission to go see the nurse, to get the nurse's permission to go see the administrator to call me and say, hey, I'm throwing up or I have diarrhea. Like, she needs, I'm going to give her that option to get in touch with me directly. And if they don't like it, they can kiss my ass because I'm like, hey, yeah, we know about the phone because we gave it to her. Fuck off. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm 31 and I still have a visceral connection to how much I hated nine out of 10 teachers and administrators I had from sixth grade on Yeah. to me. And I'm sorry to teachers listening. Those people were glorified fucking babysitters sure. with a chip on their shoulder. Well, Cause that's the thing. And a, the and one, but trip. see in the nine out of the 10, you had that one that was probably great. Right? I, I could count on uh, three fingers. How, how many great teachers I had and sure. the rest of them were, were, and that's were my in mission. it for the summer vacation. That's my mission right there <laughs> to be the one yeah. of the three. I had because the good ones matter, man. Well, the, the one and, and sadly, if we tie it back into the school shootings, I promise you that the teachers that die in these shootings are, the good ones. are one of those three. Yeah, in your case, yeah. or one of the nine overall. Yeah, or ten that might have had an that impact. Actually, on give kids. a shit, yeah. right? Because just there for if, the hike, if you're there for, for the, the summer if breaks. you're there for the summer break, let me. You might you probably lock the door, or you just dart. Yeah. Or you're under your desk and don't get, you're just praying. Don't give a fuck what happens to anybody else. Yeah. But those, the, the, the teachers that get killed in these school shootings, it's like, it's, it's not a coincidence too. Cause if you look at it historically and they break it down, they're like, he was the best. I never saw him without a smile. He coached everything. He was always at school yeah. after hours. He tutored like that shit. He didn't have to do. And yeah. certainly wasn't getting paid anymore to do. No. Or she wasn't getting paid anymore to do. No. And so when he decided to take a bullet for me, he's like, what? The dude makes 38 grand a year and he's just taking bullets for students. I like they were on the radio. They were saying, I forget where it is. It's probably somewhere either in the Midwest or the Northeast. They were saying that they were want to put a hockey puck at every student's desk. The idea being, somebody comes into your room with a gun. If thirty kids throw hockey pucks at him, that's enough hockey pucks to at least distract him, so that maybe the teacher can tackle him and get the gun away. That's the from stupidest him. idea I've ever heard. Well, you know, you can't do anything about the guns because of you know. We I <laughs> want to examine this further. Can we can we break this down? You're telling me that someone put forward an idea. Yeah. Well, that every every student at yeah, every desk yeah, would have puck. a hockey puck. Yeah, that would hurt. Think about this. Ask yourself this. Mm-hmm. Someone comes in, or they shouldn't even be able to open the door. So in a lockdown situation, the door gets locked immediately. It's true. So, and that's in a perfect world. Things get lost in these shootings. I'm, I've never been through one, but well, I understand the, the general principle of panic. They're not. They're not. But they're, <laughs> you've been in school. Those are some pretty thick doors. Yeah. So you lock the door. Mm-hmm. So now you're saying that this gun is going to take the time to kick said door. Like, he would have to have an agenda with someone that he knew was in that class. Or she. Yeah. But let's be honest. I don't recall the last time I heard school shooting. Angela Robinson shoots up yeah. the school. It's no, always I mean, a fucking We all know dude. that the school shooters are minorities, usually brown youth. Yeah, it's, it's always black. It's, it's always never, Mexicans. It's never been a white kid with never easy access to Never been a white kid guns. with an easy access to a gun. But my point and it's is, it's not like, the guns. It's, it's, it's the people. Yeah, guns don't kill people. This is a mental health problem. People kill people. And on that note, we are not <laughs> going to fund anything to help with the mental health issues of this country. In fact, we're going to make it harder for people to get treatment, and we're going to make guns easier to get because more guns means more safety. As Leah, uh, as a conservative, do you have something you would like to oppose with this? 
<laughs> that was a joke. I'm, I'm not, a, well, I'm not a conservative, although I might be slightly more conservative than the two of you. But you know how my feelings on, on guns. Yeah, on guns. she loves them. She fucking yeah. loves them, no, though. No, false. You guys have like a 50 cal upstairs, the, don't the you? The most terrified I've ever been is when I went, we went to a gun show. This mm. is true. We went to People Watch. It was like a sat, rainy Saturday morning. We had nothing to do before we had a child. This is pre-kids. Clearly. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, well, let's just go. That'd be fun. Terrifying. Horrible. Terrifying. <laughs> well, what's terrifying about the gun shows is I you could... you get uh, you get firsthand access to just who all out there is, has, is allowed to have oh, these yeah. things. And, and, and it's like, I think that guy's hey, retarded. Come on and join the conversation. <laughs> we have a special <laughs> guest. Bring up, the, bring up the ottoman. Have a seat. That's what they're buying. I mean, yeah. I saw stuff. They had like... You know, stuff with like bayonets and like all sorts of crazy stuff. But you need that. But yeah, you do. <laughs> For home defense. Right. Um, no, no, there were some. Don't laugh. I'm serious. You need that for home defense. People. Well, I knew we were dealing with crazies when we parked next to, you know, a zombie mobile. Those you are know. my favorite gun enthusiasts. The ones who are not only prepping and have water and powdered food and a underground bunker they spent six figures on uh-huh. but they also have souped up all of their SUVs to be zombie defense mobiles uh-huh. because yeah, zombies one, are a, a real this, threat yeah, I remember this this was, yeah. it was a Toyota FJ yeah oh yeah of and course it's not which is a that. great it's actually a, I would truck. love to own an FJ yeah that, that's, uh, that's the guy you pull aside and like listen I'll give it to you Al-Qaeda could knock out the power grid and it'd be pandemonium for a while. Sure. Zombies. Zombies, though. No, that's not That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No, I do remember. I, it was literally, it was just like she said, it was pre, pre-V and we were just bored on a Sunday and I saw, you know how it is, you're driving down the road and you see the interstate sign, yeah. gun show, gun show, gun show. Well, and you were like, I, you wanted a pistol. I, I was like, so we were like, let's just well, go yeah, and like see. Yeah. Because you know, funny I, enough, I, the I, one I and only gun show. For personal protection, I don't want an AR-15 for personal protection. I just want a pistol. Well, I have a shotgun. Well, it's actually the best rifle for self-protection. That's fine. I don't need that shit. <laughs> I have a shotgun. Mm-hmm. I have my machete. We have her bow and arrow. With one bow. We know that she's good at that. Yeah, she's good at that. Uh, and I just, I, I, I still to this day, I just want a forty-five. I just want a nice, which Colt I'm, forty-five. I think that's fine. Which is not really a great weapon to own. It's not so a very reliable. It's not very reliable. Or notorious for jamming. It's, well, then maybe that's not the right one. But it's what I want. And if you get, <laughs> if you get a good one, but, 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 but that's not this conversation we're having right yeah. now. It's the gun <laughs> that I want. It is. I'm just saying. It's, look. If you buy a good gun, you clean it regularly, it's going to jam with Whatever, whatever, whatever. But we went through this Sunday thing. I saw the sign. Let's go. It was like yeah. 15 minutes away from the house. Very busy when we parked. We parked next to the zombie mobile. We're like, holy shit. <clears throat> we were through the parking lot when we were both just like, God Like my breath. America. Like yeah. you can see the people. A lot of them make America great again hats. That's not a judgment towards it. Just, That's just fine. Saying. That's fine. It, we, was like yeah. the cr- it was like the, you know the it was? crazy it was, look in all these the, people's yeah, eyes. I mean, the there were some... There were some very strange, inbred-looking <laughs> weirdos. Like, yeah. weird-ass people that don't look like they need getting, to be in public. I was more so... more freaked out watching the people exiting. Yeah. With their new guns. With their new guns. And yeah. they're, like, loaded down. Yeah. And 
we got into the room and they're like, it's ten dollars, and I was like, no, 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 it was twenty five dollars a piece, and I was like, it wasn't twenty five. No, it was. It was more yeah. than we were gonna pay. I was like, welcome no. to argue hour. <laughs> we needed something. To bring to the it wasn't twenty five dollars. Okay, I might concede What's that it wasn't ten the f- a person, but it wasn't twenty five dollars. Okay. The fun feeling. At, I've only been to one gun show, and I bought my first gun there, and I haven't been to one since. But the fun feeling at the gun show is, yes, there's a thousand people in this room. And 825 of them look like they might be mentally handicapped. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, this is the safest environment you could be in. Because if anybody pulled some shit, there's there's 999 other people who are going to fuck him up. Not her, because it wouldn't be a woman. It wouldn't be her. And and it was multiracial. Multi ethnic, like there's not this one. This was uh, a the extremely one I, white gun show. It was, it was, was a Marietta, run, Kennesaw. It was uh, well, yeah. Now, the one I went to was in Gwinnett, Norcross. So it was, it was a little more Asian. You, you guys should come to my gun show. Too. There was black people and brown people. You guys would like my I gun show. It's more, there. It's, it's more. The red house. You just. If I had seen anyone at this gun show that wasn't white, I would have felt better. I might have even paid the, we'll split the difference and call it 13 to get into the gun show. More yeah. than we were going to pay. We were, no, there I, was, I, I, yeah. Because I did, I legitimately did go to look for a pistol. Yeah, we were. And that is where to go for a deal, although you may it's, get a piece it, of shit. Is mm. it though? Because it's kind of like that Always Sunny. Well, no, you I think pay you pay more, more at the show because, you don't because you're not dealing with the background check. Uh, well, no, I, 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 my experience at the gun show I went to was you were looking at lower rates because people were trying to sell and compete. Maybe it depends yeah. on what it, what it is. Like I saw, I saw pistols is that I... Type of gun, too? What do you think that matters? No, because there was a wide variety. So I, there was everything there from war relics you know, this to... is going to really trigger some of our other... Uh, I'm just... Shall we call them more Republican listeners? They're going to be like, no, you got the gun show all wrong, bro. Well, the thing is, what I'm finding in our conversation is our gun show experience was vastly different than Brent's gun it show clearly experience. clearly was. So yeah. clearly we need to go to another A one. different gun you show. You need to go to one where there's black people. We got, <laughs> I, need, I need some kind of brown. <laughs> I think... Stuff it down with the brown. I need some... <laughs> there was, if you saw what yeah. we saw that day... And I, it's something I, I will never I, forget. I, I was I am, terrified. I am... I'm, just, I'm not calling her out, but she's not exaggerating on this. Yeah. Like, I Sometimes Leah exaggerates a story... Mm-mm. And not for like purpose of exaggerating, just because in her mind that's what it's become. Yeah. This this is very true. Like yeah. when we were walking well, in, said even Kennesaw, say no more. No, I, it was Marietta, Kennesaw. I was like right there, Still. like the border. But it was like <laughs> Cobb County. County, Upper Cobb County, North North Cobb, pushing to Ackworth, pushing into Ackworth. No, no, no. no, it was it was it was Marietta. It wasn't pushing Whatever. into Ackworth. No, no, you're I'm, we're agreeing for once. This is not the argument. We're actually disagreeing with him. It wasn't Ackworth. This was, was this was Cobb. Marietta, like Kennesaw. Regard- Marietta. Marietta and Kennesaw still proudly display all their Civil War battles. Oh, yeah, and Marietta's, Marietta's worse than Kennesaw. I'll yeah. say that a hundred times. Yeah. If you read the Marietta Daily Journal, I'm sorry, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm just going to call it what it is. You're reading a shit-stained piece of paper, and you're taking it as fact. So, hence, you're a shit. Mm. I've got to pick one of these up. But, uh, yeah, have at it. Um, they have an online edition? But, yeah, I... It's really low grade. It's still like, in beta. Yeah, it's, you gotta a, have it's win- a beta test. You gotta yeah. have Windows ninety five to pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> de- 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 you have to hear that little tone. But no, when we, I, I, I I've always given her credit for this because when we were walking in, even though I was, because I love being that kind of environment. Yeah. Where it's like, this is some crazy people watching. It's yeah. kind of like why. That's why I love the airport and even hospitals. And that sounds weird. But the people watching is always so interesting. Yeah. yeah. This was on a 
different level. Yeah. Because when I watched this cross-eyed dude walk out wearing full, like he, it looked like he had just come out of the stand. Yeah. Like the hunting stand. Mm -hmm. But it was like 4 p.m. So I was like, if you did, you've been out of the hunting stand for at least six hours, (laughs) right? And you came straight here. But he, and he literally, no, he wasn't. He had a, he had the AR slung over his shoulder. Yeah. And he had some other stuff and like packed on and he had bought some like the accoutrement, Mm. all the things that comes with your gun and like magazines dangling off. And I was like, what is this guy that clearly looks retarded? Might not be, <laughs> but looks retarded doing well, with all that. It makes me think. I mean, you saw Ozark. Yeah. The kid, and their son gets his gun from the mentally handicapped guy that works at the bar. Yeah. He buys it for him because he's old enough. It's like, that guy has like Down syndrome and more. And he just bought. Just walked in. He legally just walked bought a in gun. and bought a semi-automatic 20 round rifle. Yeah. No biggie. No biggie. But let me ask you this. <laughs> now that we get all the stories and we're not talking about Jingle all the way. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. What's your, what do you suggest? She, you had a hard line opinion on this the other day. You, you think gun shows should not be. Oh, this gun show deal has got to go. Now, owning guns is a fine thing. If you have a permit and you go to a reputable dealer and you want to own, uh, you know, something. So for you, it's the background shop. check. Well, that, the background check, and I think mm. it's also the type of gun, too. I, these these semi-automatic weapons, nobody needs to own besides police and military. That's just not okay. I'll give, yeah. I'll give it to the military, the military but I don't I agree. The I, I kind of agree anything, because I don't trust them. we need them and the police don't. Yeah. <laughs> they, they seem to be real eager to just murder well, black teenagers. Well, amen. On a but yeah, no, I mean, well, I, I think those are military the, uh, weapons. The, the whole the they're premise of killers. the good guy with a gun yeah. saves people. But they're they're starting to counter that with the the <clears throat> what the wave now is they're killing black people that are rightfully having their guns on their yeah. hip and are actually in some cases like NRA members, yeah. but they're not giving them the moment nope. to say like they're just bam dead. Oh shit, you're legally carrying yeah, that ooh, weapon. Yeah. It turns yeah. out being a good If guy you had only been white. Turns out if you're the good guy Bums with the gun, bill. you're at just much risk of getting murdered by the police by accident. Yeah, and I don't even... Also, I, there's never been a story about a good guy with a gun doing mm-hmm. what they There has been... Listen, I'll play the, I'll play the, the other side of that. Mm. There has been... And I've read some stories recently where the good guy with a gun stops something. But what... You don't know if they're stopping. No. It's like if the... If the if, only in hindsight mm-hmm. can you say, like, well, if he'd had a gun, he would have stopped that guy from killing 32 people in that office. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Or he had that gun, he shot that guy, but it turns out that guy didn't have anything on him. <laughs> he was a little upset. He yeah. had come in to beat up his boss. Yeah. We don't know if he was going to kill 32 people or just yell at his boss. Yeah. The whole point is black people carry guns legally. They're getting killed. Yeah. Good people. Mm-hmm. Right? But that being said, what is your well? What is, what is your fix here to counter what Leah said? I have the same. Disc- I have a lot of um, in-laws that are Northeast New Englanders, mm-hmm. hyper liberal, granola, etc. Crunchy granola hippies. We get it. And they've said the same things: the gun show loophole, semi-automatic weapons. Uh, the 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 things that I always try and bring up more more so in their case educationally because they are completely foreign to guns across the board they've never even been in the same room with one right it's like well for one thing if you look at all the school shootings or even the just you know mass shootings more often than not those guns were background checked legally, legally acquired yeah. so the the idea that increasing the background check or making it harder to buy them is going to fix that. There's, there's nothing there to back that up. Um, 
Maybe the gun show loophole makes a difference, but in the in all the documented cases, they were legal and they were background checked. Sure. And the second thing that I pointed out with one of Kristen's cousins when she got on a AR-15 rant was the the the. It sounds like a right wing slippery slope, but there is some truth to it. If we banned every semi-automatic rifle today, the next best thing would just take its place. I said if you and I pointed to a YouTube video. I said, look up single action shooter society. It's guys that are into the old west cowboy mm-hmm. shooting. Those guys can put ten rounds in a tubular lever gun and get off ten rounds just as fast as a AR-15 can get off ten rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that guns, takes some level of skill. It does, but the point Johnny is, Johnny Cube dumbass. That's can go true. buy the AR-15 and shoot up a school, shoot up a mall, shoot up an office. That's true. They but have I've to go shot, learn how to shoot the old true. West style. That's true. But point being, I've shot lever guns. I have one. You can get off 10 rounds in a few seconds. So if your objective is a, as a 17-year-old pissed-off kid is to kill at least 10 kids, you can do that with a lever gun. And so you say, all right, well, let's get rid of those. Like, all right, well, now we're down to bolt-action rifles and single-action handguns. All right, well, bolt-action rifles take a little bit longer to chamber, but they have anywhere from five to ten rounds. And you can do this with your hand five or to ten times yeah. and kill five to ten kids. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you, you keep right. taking something away, the next best thing, if somebody wants to kill a bunch of people so all at once... So you've excluded that. What do you do? What is, what is if politician... Pre- we'll even go President Hickman mm-hmm. with both houses well, of Congress. Well, I would just mandate thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that would cover it. It's not, it's not working so far, but I guess if you mandate oh, it. Oh, it's working. You, you so want to, you want to, I can send you some articles on the power of prayer, okay? All right, so let's just. Well, that's a different <laughs> argument. Absolutely, but I think when people say thoughts and prayers, it's 95% well, that, bullshit. Well, that's because, as we've discussed on this pod at least 10 times, when people say sending thoughts and prayers, what they're saying is don't forget about me today. Well, my biggest my biggest lament as far as letting go of retarv, however long ago, was when the caravan... You car- really missed that guy. Well, when the caravan was in the news... Oh, God, that would have been some great tarv material. I, my favorite Facebook post of that week was... Everybody's all worked up about the caravan. I don't see why we don't just send some thoughts and prayers their way and call it a day. <laughs> Seems to work for everything else. I remember that. <laughs> and as soon as I hit send, I was like, oh, if only fucking retarv was here to what see that. What do you think Tarv would have come back at you there? I'm a blowhard no, dickhead. I, no. I don't know. I can't pontificate in yeah, his ad hominem. Can't. That's the crazy thing. I like, can't. I've thought about it, of, like, trying to reach out and, like... Not mend fences, because I hope that guy gets, like, an ingrown toenail that causes his foot to get cut off or some shit. But, like, you can't replicate his level of douchishness. No, you can't. You just can't. You can't. Like, even in my head, I'm like, how would Brandon Tarver respond to this? Yeah, it's like when something's so funny and you say, you can't make this up. Like, it's like. That's how, yeah. You can't. You couldn't write. Like, you would have to hire him to be his own writer for your show. Yeah. <laughs> to, to answer the question, the gun question, I don't have an answer. Part of me likes the far right's idea of let's fucking like Von Hessler. I love his idea. I don't know how you pay for it, but his idea was creating a super class of uh, like secret service level agents that are deployed at every public school. And their job is to defend that school 
They're not a coach. They're not a retired police officer who's doing resource work. They're there maybe in civilian street clothes, suits, et cetera. There's one at every exit, and, and they don't even crack a smile. Dude, They're not there to be... that. One at every, how many exits are uh, at a I'm, fucking well, common elementary school, obviously high school? It's, it's, we're talking about a lot of people. That's ridiculous. Here's, That's not even an idea. That's to really, his point, I'm, you're creating a lot of jobs. There's a lot of retired veterans out there that would probably get into that line of work. I it's, don't want a retired... <laughs> let me just put this as bluntly as I can possibly put this. Mm. I don't want a fucking veteran yeah. in my schools. And not because I don't think they can do the job, but I also know plenty of veterans that got a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. Psychologically, emotionally, yeah. I don't need them. Ar- I don't want to live in this country where we're having to put armed guards at our schools. Well, I think that's, that's not the issue. I don't think that's a viable issue. Yeah. I think it's a fucking stupid way to even approach the problem. Now, I'm not saying yeah. I'm not ban the guns guy. I'm not. I'm also not the guy that says this is a mental health problem. Of course it fucking is, but that doesn't address the actual problem. Yeah. The, the conversation I had with my Northeast relatives was like, as someone who's about to send his kids to school, if I knew that there was six Secret Service level trained people there, I'd feel great about it. I said, do I want to live in a country that's a police state, 1984, armed guards at schools? Of course not. And we can have a debate over the philosophical correct way to be a society. In the meantime, kids are getting killed. So, <laughs> you know, that, and that was their, like, they, their whole and point was like, let's just get rid of guns. I'm like, that's not going to fix it either. Can you just see the headline too? Just because I'm trying to make light of a situation. I feel like I, this is all my fault for asking you how do you feel as a father with your daughter about to go to elementary school. I know I mm-hmm. launched us down this tirade. <laughs> I want to I own that. Yeah. Before I say this, as this father can, steals a turbo as, man, yeah, as Arnold steals a turbo man. But can you imagine the the first? And it, it would not be isolated, but that first incident of like local retired army man mm. convicted of having a <laughs> sexual affair with sixteen year old high school student yeah. he met as the you know protection officer at local high school. You know how many times yeah. that would happen? Well, because that dude's only job. Well, Von Or, excuse me, that woman or dude's yeah. only job is to stand there at his assigned exit yeah. or at the entry to the school, and he's he's packing. He might not be wearing any uniform, but he stands there all fucking day, well, and he talks to some teachers, and then he gets all lonely. No, see, he doesn't, and that was, that was Von Hessler's point. He said, picture the Secret Service. Nobody doubts their ability to protect and defend the president. I'm, he was talking about a class of people. Kennedy, he was, well, yeah, well, that was, that was... Bush. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> uh, his point was nobody doubts their ability to protect the president. Why not have a class of people like that that are there to protect your schools until you can figure out the bigger philosophical answer to this question? Said so you, you, the left and the right can debate over the the highest form of the answer all day long. In the meantime, kids still get killed like on a monthly basis at a school right now. Sure. So let's at least protect them in the only way that we know how while we go around and around in this dumb debate over how to fix the, the bigger problem. Yeah. And I, another thought that comes to mind, and I think about it in terms of the president, I've referenced it in terms of the Westboro Baptist Church, I say don't give them attention. Like, how many of these people that do this are doing it so that they, because they know supposedly well, my it, name will be in the news it tomorrow? It, it's, the, it's the hyper-glorified version of that, of that, like, goth girl writing poetry and reading it in class. Yeah. She just wants to be seen. Yeah. The reason she's wearing dark and makeup or that he's wearing dark and listening to shitty music is because they want to make something. They want to expand 
what you think of them and she's like, I'm different. Mm-hmm. Right, and then they get sad and they read their poetry. This is that on a hyper level. This is them saying, "I'm suicidal, so I'm gonna kill all you motherfuckers." Yeah, and then I'll be on all the TV stations. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's all. It's a. But saying it doesn't mean it'll change. I guess that's ultimate. I've heard that argument before, where it's like, if the news didn't cover it, mm-hmm. they're gonna fucking cover it. It's the news. <laughs> it's yeah. the fucking media. Yeah. And I'm not here to say fake news, all that shit. But I am saying so. Maybe what we do news is a, listen. At the end of the day, like people call fake news, either you know, if depending on your political it's perspective, false flag. whatever. They're all false flags. They're all false flags. But my thing is, <laughs> saying don't cover it is a fucking ridiculous response because yeah. they're not they're not here to take a moral high ground stand. They're here to make money. I don't mm-hmm. care what people say about the news, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, NBC, ABC. They're money-making ventures. They're owned by people mm. that only care about making money. Yeah. And the way you make money is to report on everything that's a big news. So that way when all the sponsors come back around and Chevy wants to run a commercial, yeah. they're going to pay you more because you're the one that's out there saying, we got 24-hour coverage of the local school shooting. We're going to be talking to every student. Literally, we've got every student lined up for the next 24 hours. Maybe what you do is you put put it out in the ethos. If you do this and we capture you alive... We're going to send you to a scary prison and let you get raped a lot. <laughs> like, plant that seed. Like, there's a small chance that I go do this thing I want to do, and I don't end up getting to take my own life, and then I'm just going to get turned inside out by a guy named Leroy for the next uh, 10 years. Maybe I should rethink this. Yeah, Leroy's his real name, but in the joint he goes by Night Train. <laughs> Because of the size of his dick, you know, like just a 12 inch night train. Or, you know, if they do, you know, as most of these shooters do, they kill themselves once they're done. Instead of covering what happened, you have the news cover the public mutilation of their body. Let's get off this, but still keep it topical. (laughs) Did you see where this dude that ran his car into the Charlottesville crowd during the Unite the Right rally is claiming self-defense? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Did you see this? Yeah. So here's my favorite part of this I'll whole thing. Point you back to a previous podcast episode where you talked about wanting to take a runny shit down one of their throats. The uh, Nazis, yeah, the Charles, yeah, yeah, def, like what what just happened? <laughs> the, I want to take like first healthy food. Like I had a smoothie. My body's yeah. like, what's going on? Yeah, that's the shit I want to take into that dude's. When mouth. I think about it, I don't know like if I've ever like smiled and shat at the same time. I have, and I definitely would if I was shitting into a Nazi's mouth. Especially like a fat, dumb American one. Yeah, like he doesn't really understand the tenets <laughs> of what he's talking about. He's you just know, fe- he's feeding his, you lines he yeah. heard from someone else. That's the guy. Yeah, his great grandfather actually probably <laughs> fought and killed real Nazis in World War II, and he's proud of his dumb rebel flag and his fucking <laughs> hidden swastika tattoo on his fat, stupid gut, and his fat fuck militia <laughs> punk rock band name. Who, is a, I thought about that. Who, who, fat. Fuck militia who go out and do a run and gun in the woods in between Budweisers and it's like if the shit ever hits the fan you fucking fat asses are gonna be the first to go well and I, your guns are gonna that, get scooped up by in shape liberals who don't know what to you know do what with really funny is that like if we did like a one of these disaster movies people love disaster movies that shit sells yeah right so what's never been done though we got we're we're overwashed in asteroid. Or climate change movies. Mm. Day after we got plenty of that. Yeah, let's just get to the heart of it and do some. You know how I always told you I don't like Halloween because it actually scares me because I that's something that can actually happen. A Mike yeah. Meyer style crazy person puts on oh, yeah. a mask and stabs up the entire town. 
let's let's make that film. <laughs> let's make the the shit go south film here in America. Yeah. And and the, I promise you, the militias they 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 one they'd all be late and haphazard getting there because they're yeah. either hungover or they're at KFC, <laughs> so they'd be struggling to get into one place. So the minute they all get there, they start. This is it, man. <laughs> they're getting they're getting suited and booted. They got they're throwing their gear on, and all of a sudden, all just one little missile. <laughs> done. That's that militia. Oh yeah. It turns done. out the U.S. government could could wipe you it off. Ju- it just turns out that they knew exactly where you were the whole time, <laughs> and they also knew that you were probably going to start some shit once this. Yeah. It would always be a subsidiary issue. They'd be like, "This is bad." Okay, what's the resp- what's the sit rep? What's the response? Yeah. Okay, I think the militia are going to attack onto this and try to do something stupid. Oh no, we got that. <laughs> like they just bam, just smart bomb yeah. the shit well, out I mean, of these militias. Look, look no further than those dumb bucks in Oregon that took over a wildlife preserve or whatever the fuck that was. Are the, you talking about the 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 Bundy guys? That yeah. wasn't Oregon. That was like I uh, that was Oregon. That was, no, that was down on this on the. Uh, it wasn't Oregon, uh, Montana. I thought it was Washington or Oregon. Oregon, that's Northwest. all liberals. They don't have any problem. Well, I know that. that, but there are, I mean, the, the idiots are scattered throughout. It the was country. not Oregon, but you're in a similar, you're in a but, close I mean, enough. There was nothing better than watching that one dumb old asshole get interviewed about what he's going to do if they start shooting. He's like, I'm going to shoot back. It's like, and then the next day, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah, Tur- turns out your uh, semi-automatic AR is only going to go so far. <laughs> dumb asshole, you deserve it. Meanwhile, the smart bomb you didn't even hear. <laughs> kept showing pictures of the one brother whose half of his face was paralyzed and it's like I feel bad for this guy but he's also a real piece of shit yeah no but that uh, to tie it back in and I know this has gone off the rail Merry Christmas everybody sorry we didn't give you, you enough see what jingle happens all when you fight over a turbo man yeah see what this happens. is what happens this American commercialism turns into this but I, I it is R.I.P. Phil Hartman who God isn't that died from a gunshot from a gunshot was it his crazy wife right yeah and she killed herself too well, at least she there finished. Go, at least she finished the drill. Safe sex. These these kids are literally high fiving each other over characters in a parade. Whoa, cat in the hat! High five. <laughs> you gonna put that on the pod? It's on the okay. pod. Uh, something I had a thought, uh, and I think uh, all walks of life, all political I- identities. Oh God, are we going back? No, okay. it, no, we're not going back. But to tie it into the the Bundy morons. Uh-huh. I think every, because of our history, I think every uh, ideology, if you tie it to a person, is guilty of the the track of the track of uh, thought that says if enough of us would X Y Z. <laughs> like I guarantee you, the Bundy dickheads are like if enough of us would react to this injustice, we could we could win. Just like the you know early colonists were like, hey, if enough of us get together, we could t- you could put the British away. And I think liberals are guilty of it too. Like if enough of us would stop shopping at Walmart, <laughs> that we you know we might bring we might bring that family down. If enough of us would stop buying shit on Amazon, we might actually put Jeff Bezos in check. If you enough of funny? us would do this, if enough you know and you know what's my favorite, you know you're going down my alley here. Mm-hmm. What I love about the American victory in the Revolutionary War is that we didn't win it fighting the English battle. Mm. We didn't line up. We did We did do this. We did line up with the Redcoats and go toe-to-toe yeah. and lost almost every time. <clears throat> it's kind of like 
I mean, you're the New England Patriots, right? The greatest sports dynasty of the last 15, 20 years. And it will be funny if they end up playing the Saints in the Super Bowl and Atlanta has to pull for the Patriots. That would be wonderful. Because <laughs> I would. Oh, my God. I'd, I'd buy a Tom Brady jersey. The hate for, for between New Orleans and Atlanta runs deep. So to be honest deep. with you, I just said that for a fact. Because I am I, that guy. I'm going to put this on the record. I have a few people know this. I don't hate the Saints. I never understood why... I get. I guess I see it. You're in the same division, so you have Falcons and Saints fighting each other twice a year. Mm-hmm. But for 40 years, you had two retarded cousins. <laughs> hey football! Football! Hey football! You fumbled. <laughs> I fumbled too. Yeah, that's what you had. You had two retarded cousins. You want some good? Yeah, you want some good? No, but I. I got varsity. Does he breathe? <laughs> Does he walk about? Didn't ask food. <laughs> Exactly. So my thing, I never even when because when I was growing up, they were both garbage. No. Well, and they've long been, for the most part, garbage. This Mm -hmm. is kind of like a a new day and age of two teams that started in the '60s as expansion teams that went through that 30 years of just shit, intermingled with some decent seasons, primarily more for the Falcons and the Saints. But now you're looking at the Saints. Saints won a Super Bowl. I, I grew up with Cajuns. I celebrated that Super Bowl with them because mm-hmm. I, I was like, holy shit. I'd never seen anything like it. During the game, I was like, they need to run a screen. The next play, they ran a screen and scored. Mm-hmm. Right, before the ga- right before the game ended, I was like, they're about to pick this ball off. Very next play, they picked. I, I was calling shit. I could just see yeah. the game. They were so excited. These are Cajuns, mind you. Get us, we'll tie it back into the gun thing we were just talking about. <laughs> but they, just, they won that Super Bowl, and the Cajuns that we were, he just runs up. This whole, this, this is like the matriarch thing. You, you boys want to shoot a shotgun? <laughs> yeah, but we're in like Brazelton <laughs> at your house. And they just go out the back. I know there's laws. Yeah. You can't just roll off on your back porch and start blasting the shot. But no. here we are on his back porch. Boom, boom, boom. Just blasting Anything the Anything you can shoot the ground as far as safety goes. Sure. But you just can't go to your back porch. No. In a neighborhood. I, mind you, this isn't just a house yeah. that they've built in the woods. This is like. Yeah, no. That's it's one of those neighborhoods too. Shot's gonna you know come what it is? It's, too, it's like I don't want to give the name away, but I'm trying to think of something that's like, it's like one of those neighborhood communities where it's like, not just a neighbor. Like yours is dev. I don't want to say that, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like the blank. This one is like, like the, the like, traditions yeah. of Serenby. Or you know whatever it is. It's like Horseshoe like, Bend. Right, but it's but it's, Habersham. It's, but it's it's like Habersham at something. Habersham at Briar Lake. Right. It's like it's ridiculously named. And on it, the Thames. And, on the <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn on the Vine. Or some shit. Yeah. But they have a golf course. It's a very nice place. Every yeah. house costs like four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars. And he's like, You boys want to shoot some shotgun? <laughs> I was like, I I always knew the Cajun was in you. Yeah. But now that the Saints just won the Super Bowl, it's, it's out. out. Yeah. Yeah. And Burke super fan will remember that night because it it was his people. <laughs> uh, but having said that, I, I if it was a Super Bowl between them two, I'd be indifferent. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. It's your rival and the people that... They're not, again, they're not... I just don't give a shit enough about pro football well, to care. So well, Yeah. All right. But well, I do want to stop you there. I want to go back to something else. Think about what we're repeating. All right. Well, I want you to get off your history no, jag with we, the American we, Revolution. We will. Remember that. But mm-hmm. I do want to preface something to Alan, because Alan's a super fan. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a lot of driving. He got a big promotion. He got the job that I interviewed for, so fuck him. 
Just kidding. He knows I don't give a shit. Well, maybe you should be more serial killer esque. Yeah, and you'll get and ride silently yeah. and not listen to things when I'm driving. I get it. Does he have Does he have leather gloves where the holes are cut out of yeah. the knuckles and he yep. just and he just squeezes the steering wheel mm-hmm. and it makes that 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 sound yeah. as it as, yeah he cracks his knuckles. And yeah. he sits down when he pees. It's a very, you know, you know what, Alan? Does he have a toothpick in. All you know what the you should think about when you think of Alan because you've never seen him. Think of Squirrely Dan, mm. Letter Kenny, mm-hmm. without the beard. That's Alan. Okay. okay. And he's more blonde in complexion than Squirrely Dan. I really think Montreal Steak Stains and I would be a part of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, me and Gordon Ramsay are both morons. Uh, <laughs> No, I do want to tell Alan because there was a, there was before we went off on the crazy gun tangent, there was that part where we had to go to break because V was losing her mind. Oh yeah, and you were shitting I on oysters. I did, I'm not shitting on oysters. You I'm said just, they were terrible when the mic no, was off. You no, were like, looked I like shit, smelled like that's shit. That's not tasted true. Like they actually shit. smelled amazing. They smelled like briny saltwater sea, exactly mm-hmm. what you would want in a good oyster. And, and no one got sick. Everyone was healthy. We everyone came home. They're all good. Well, but my thing about oysters to you, if this was recent, you've had like some touch and go. I did, and I didn't want to like. Make it about me. I had I had food, I had food, really I had food poisoning about a week ago tonight. Then I caught V slash Albury slash Leah sickness mm. where I was just. Which, by the way, I don't think it actually came from Albury because she was only a little grouchy for that day. Well, we've chosen to blame your kid for okay, it. It's that's fine. fine. We just chose to blame Albury, so that's fine. Nothing you're going to say is going to make any difference. Hey, it's I Booger. Know. Tell, booger. tell Matt and Perth. Booger from Nerds. Booger from Nerds is it's in on the Jingle TV's all the way. Yeah. It's the closest you've gotten so far. I deleted the TV version of Revenge of the Nerds. I'm not going to pod that. It's in my Amazon card. It's six bucks. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it. Put it. I'll put it in my own stocking. Love to do it, but I'm not going to do a TV. No, it's version. a DVD. Uh, anywho, I just I, my stomach wasn't feeling great. I wasn't feeling great. But here's the real thing. Because I did tell Alan, I and Alan, you know, I love you. I love oysters. I love you more than oysters, but I like a little bit of regulation. Mm. Like if I want to eat an oyster, I want to know that a restaurant chef yeah. hasn't inspected it and picked it. Yeah. Because they have insurance. They can't get people sick. Yeah. If someone gets sick off an oyster at a restaurant and they can, I don't know how you prove it. But I'm saying, if so, it, it don't have to. If yeah. someone goes to the papers and says, I ate 12 dozen oysters at blank, 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 yeah. and I just shit blood for five days, yeah, that restaurant's going to struggle. So it, my point it's is, a they take system. Right. You go to the Kimball House in Decatur, and you know their oysters are primo, perfect. Yeah. perfect, fresh out of the ocean oysters. You go to Fontaine's down in the Highlands, you know, okay, these are good too. Don't but, hit on Fontaine's. But I'm, I'm more likely to maybe catch something from these than I would from the Kimball House. Let, and can then we tear that differently? Because I'm not saying that the Kimball, the Kimball House is clearly up there. The Optimus yeah. is on that level as well yeah. on the West End. Yeah. I, I don't see the drop going. It's not a, no. Fontaine's, Fontaine's is, is the legitimate middle. Legitimate as shit. It's, it's I'm saying if it's you drop down backyard, to like, right. it's the bottom. Right. That's where it's like, I, I, I'm, I'll have, and the, I'll and have the, potato and chips. To be fair to Alan, these were steamed. Mm-hmm. They, I, I saw roaring flames. So mm-hmm. the chances of those microbes and bacteria being cooked off are Did very they fall high. From the bone? Very high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they fell from the bone. But uh, there was two primary factors at play. One, we had just eaten like a bunch of pizza, really good pizza. Mm-hmm. Oh, really good's a big stretch. I gave it an eight point two. That's a solid pizza. Okay. Um, I was really full. I didn't really want to eat. Right. But then on top of that, it's just like, I, I just, 
oysters, I, I need some regulation. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just need, I just need, I, I don't. But what's funny is the opposite is true. Like your scenario being in New Orleans when some random stranger says, do you want to eat some alligator I just put in the ground? That's, but that's different. But you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> well, he had been cooking it for 12 hours. Yeah. I'm going to eat that. Yeah. It's an alligator. Ooh, thought there. Do you Listen, think a alligator, alligator isn't shellfish. Good. No, I, I know. Right? So if someone's been cooking alligator for 10 to 12 hours, mm-hmm. it's just meat. I'm going to eat that. Yeah. An oyster is a different ball game. Yeah. There's a reason that there's like rules in place. You don't eat oysters in any month that doesn't end in ER. I don't know how true that is. I'm just telling you that's the rule. Mm. If the month doesn't end in ER, you don't eat the oyster. If it's July, you shouldn't be eating oysters, right? Okay. All that being said, I, I just couldn't do it. He gave me one. I flipped it. I, I did it. I, he didn't see it. He thought I ate it. <laughs> Alan, now you know because you're yeah. a super fan. I couldn't do it. It wasn't that they, they looked amazing. And everyone was enjoying them. And I'm glad everyone ate them all. But personally, one, I was you're, full. You're like Ellen from uh, from the Griswold family Christmas with the food on her fork. And she flicks it real quick before she puts yeah, the fork in the, her mouth. For the, the, yeah, the dried up turkey. But the thing, it was, I felt bad because Ellen knew, like, I loved oysters. But it's like, I just, something about that night, I just wasn't feeling it that night. Yeah. And then on top of that, I was like, backyard oysters. I just don't think, I know where I'm in, The thing is, I know I'm in Charleston. Mm-hmm. And he flat out said... These were in the ocean 40 hours ago, mm-hmm. alive and well. No, there was some toilet water mixed up with the ocean, <laughs> but we rinsed that off. Yeah. You're good. No, I, but back I, to what I was saying. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I do agree with you. That The exception being, I was at a cousin's house once on my dad's side, and they were doing an oyster cook, or more, or not an oyster cook. They were having an bake. oyster. No, they were at an oyster party. They had a mound, <laughs> like a... The, the height of a person of of raw oysters sure. and a shucking table with gloves and the mm-hmm. shucking and the guy that had brought it all there worked at the restaurant that normally serves them and he set up the shucking tables and was coaching people on how to get it open on how and on how to loosen it up and so there was a level of this isn't just my cousin who went to the store and bought oysters these came by way of a professional sure so there is some level of regulation but you definitely go... You see my point, though, when yeah. I say regulation. I'm not saying that Alan's oysters, they clearly were fine. Yeah. He went, to the, he went to a top-notch spot to buy them. He lives in Charleston. He knows all the rules. He did all the right things. Yeah. I'm just saying, for me personally, yeah. I want that level of protection yeah. of knowing that this restaurant cannot make... Yeah. They will lose... They will lose maybe their business yeah. if someone gets sick you, off an oyster. You are, as a consumer of any kind of seafood... You are taking on risks eating it every time. There was a story on the internet just a few months ago about a guy who had, it wasn't a tapeworm, but it was a parasitic worm in his brain that had that had made its way there from his digestive system that that had gotten large in his body from eating sushi. I, I read this. Yeah, I read that. I read it's that. like, yeah, that's But how, how, how often was he eating? He was like eating sushi for like lunch and dinner every oh, day. Oh, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. You shouldn't do that with any food. You need to make it, you know. Yeah, like I space my McDonald's at at least every two days. <laughs> you don't do that for pizza. <laughs> Actually, I haven't had a tombstone in probably two weeks. How are you alive? Your system I'm should be predicated. With quarter pounders. Okay. No. I, I was going to say, your system should be predicated. Like, you should be having tombstone withdrawals right now. 
I'm actually not missing it. We had really good hot wings yesterday. That's good. Well, let's get back. I will. I will try to make it topical. Well, the I, reason we won the, the, the yeah, revolutionary. I want to know how we won the war. Is the French? It wasn't. Well, it okay. Now you're just throwing curveballs. Yes, <laughs> it, it should be noted that for all the shit that I, I heard, Doug, <laughs> you know Doug Stan, you know Doug Stanhope. Yeah, right. His my, imperialism bit is great. I love the imperialism. Or nationalism. Bit. Nationalism. I was gonna yeah. say when he's talking about well, if it wasn't for us, y'all be fucking speaking German. You know, I don't recall any time last night during my drunken fucking stupor <laughs> taking out some fucking German snipers in a trench. Yeah, he's like, you have pride in something that you weren't even alive for. Yeah, it's like, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> that being said, we we didn't beat the English on their terms. In fact, the English just fucking mollywopped us on their terms. If yeah. we did the whole... It, it, the movie The Patriot is the most ridiculous, historically flawed film... Maybe ever with Mel Gibson. How dare you? Yeah, I know. So was Braveheart. I'll just throw that out. How yeah, dare double you? Double dog dare you on that. Did you see the movie on Netflix with Chris Pine, the Scott, Scottish King movie? I've gotten 30 minutes into it and fell asleep. I'm going to follow up on it. I've heard it's great. I thought it was good. It's a little, it's alarmingly gory at times. Like, you don't see it coming. Oh, good. Because <laughs> I didn't get to that part. So I'm excited to know there's something like that involved. It's like, oh, 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 okay. I'm wow. Glad, I'm glad that only lasted what? for a few Coming seconds. Coming from you, that must mean something. Because just the other day, I told the story about hostiles to some people that hadn't heard about the hostile story mm-hmm. on the plane. Yeah. So we'll get back to that. But all, was, all I'm saying is for this sense of American bravado mm-hmm. and this, we, we won our independence, it did not come because we were really great. At that European style of warfare. Yeah, no, we fought so like Indians. We fought like Indians. We fought like the you, people that we eventually tried Native to wipe Americans, out. <laughs> for those liberals out there. Yeah. We we fought like the people that we totally annihilated and stole hey, every right from. Teach us how to fight like you, and in like a few decades, we're going to kill we're you. We're going to put off. you in a reservation <laughs> and introduce you to alcohol and let you kill yourselves. Help us make this more our uh, country. But that's, that's how, like, it's so, it's not even ironic. It's just so... I don't even know what the word is. We literally won our freedom. Yeah. By fighting like those we oppressed. Yeah. Isn't that the craziest fucking thing? You literally oppressed an entire people that were already here for thousands of years before mm-hmm. we were. And then when the time came for you to say, this is our country, we're going to be a new country. <laughs> but we're going to fight like the people that were here before us. <laughs> and we're going to, you know what we're going to do? We're not going to march out yeah. and trade below. Can you imagine that shit? I wish I had been alive then with the knowledge I have now. Yeah. Like, hey, before we just march up before we sacrifice columns. every Henry and Philip on the front line here. It's <laughs> a good one because it's primarily Henry and Phillips. Instead of just letting all of them die either from uh, uh, headshots or <laughs> slow festering infections, what if instead we hid behind... Structures. What if we lured them into places? Yeah. Kind of funneled them. We could, I mean, this this is getting ahead of myself, but we could <laughs> dig trenches. <laughs> well, that didn't work. So we need lightning warfare. We don't want to get into a World War One situation here. <laughs> the Revolutionary War might be still going on. <laughs> we, we don't want armistice. The point being, we want wins. Cornwallis, whatever the fuck your name is, if you hide your guys behind stuff. Well, Cornwallis was in English. I know. General. 
I know. I'm okay. telling. I'm telling them. It's their method of warfare. Sure. Like sure. I know you guys like to line up and goose step like Hitler. You'll learn about him later. They didn't goose step. <laughs> but continue. Continue. Uh, maybe don't do that. Maybe find a rock and hide behind it. Maybe. Maybe put, make speed your ally, not yeah. just walking up. Yeah. Trading blows. Take your, take your 15 foot long rifle that it takes 10 minutes to load, <laughs> and and. Let you know. Put it. Rest it on the rock <laughs> so that you don't have to use both arms to hold it up, and it'll help you aim. And here's the best part: the rock is hiding the majority of your body. Yeah. Only your head is visible at that point. <laughs> and these things are not. And accurate. let's be honest: these are not accurate weapons. The, you're at this you're point. just you're. This is, this is the opposite of fish in a barrel. I will say we are kind of using our own timeline perspective to judge a different one. They had accurate weapons, but only to a point. Yeah. And in fact, oftentimes when they would do that whole march up thing, they the miss rate was intense. If you think about it, so like in the Civil War, you saw 30% casu- casualties in battle. Mm-hmm. Un-fucking sane. Insane how high the ca- casualty meaning, something that most people don't know, casualty doesn't mean death. Mm-hmm. It just means any kind of maiming. Yeah. If someone loses an arm... Someone gets shot in general. They might not even lose an appendage. That's a casualty. They're down. But the 30% casualty rates in the Civil War are absolutely insane because by that time, technology had caught up to really bad tactics. Mm -hmm. That Napoleonic, we march up and we bang into each other. Yeah. Right? In the Revolutionary War, you don't see that as much because the the technology really hadn't caught up. And the other part is that most of those soldiers, and it's, you know, there's cases, they... You don't stare down the sights of an 18th century weapon like you would now with a rifle. Mm-hmm. The smoke, the explosion, <laughs> is this just not something you, you want to have? Close your eyes and turn your right. head. You, and I've seen, I've seen that in some films, and I'm like, that's pretty accurate. Because yeah. what they would do is they would draw a bead, right? Mm-hmm. And then they would just turn and fire to keep all that shit out of yeah. their eyeballs. But what, whenever, whenever you turn, that gun typically aimed up. Yeah. So most of the misses in those wars were high. High, but to your point, that's why you got a, a lot of headshots too, because they <laughs> aim for center mass. Yeah. Right? And because any right, like, I love how sniper movies, they always show the dude aiming for the head. Mm-hmm. Fucking stupid. Any any scout sniper will tell you that's the, it's not how you're trained at yeah. all. You're trained for the center mass. Yeah. But you always aim for the head. But you got a lot of headshots in, in, in that particular era because you would, you'd pop up. Mm-hmm. And you turn your head from the center mat, boom, you might take somebody's clip off. I just love the idea of being the first colonist with uh, a Cheyenne friend who's like, hey, I have an idea. <laughs> While all these dumbasses are lining up in a row and taking shots at each other like fucking ships in the ocean, mm-hmm. let's me and you go around the side <laughs> and shoot all those motherfuckers in the side. Hit them where they ain't. Is that fair? You know, Fuck the, fair, uh, we're trying to win. <laughs> just, just because we're here now, you know, one of the famous battles was Kings Mountain in North Carolina, and it was very much that. It was them saying, "I'm not gonna fucking march up to you. Yeah, y'all can come up this mountain, and I'm just gonna be behind that tree, and I'll have two other buddies behind that rock. Mm-hmm. And of course, who are the guys that were doing that? I'm asking you a legitimate question. Oh what, fuck! It was the no, modern no. day. It was the Fat fuck militia. No, no. I'm saying, <laughs> what? Okay. Of all the early American settlers, yeah, there was one subsect 
that identified with the natives the fastest. And they actually intermarried really quick. Mm. The Scots. Mm. They were mountain people. Is that why, like, every time every time we go to the uh, the Native American powwow at Stone Mountain, there's always a handful of white dudes and carrying, like, uh, flint muskets with Scottish hats. And they're not necessarily wearing kilts, but they're wearing that sort of, like, it's not quite Seminole, it's not quite Native, it's not quite... Uh, Davy Crockett era countrymen. It's like there's like a mishmash of frontiersmen and Scott going on here. Yeah, is that? I mean, why? I don't know. I don't. Those people sound like crazy people. <laughs> I don't know what that is. There's a but handful. I, but I just know that when the early Carolinas, the North Georgias, anywhere the, yeah. the Cherokees prolifer- prol- proliferated b- before the white man came, yeah. the Scots easily adapted into their culture. Mm. They were whiskey growers. They were they took corn, yeah. which they weren't used to. In Scotland, they, they made their whiskey with peat yeah. or barley or grain. They get well, here. Corn is readily available, so they shame. adapted. They, the Scots and the Native Americans, Cherokee in particular, almost, yeah. almost 100%, really connected deeply. So when they became a fighting force, the Scots mm. were... I mean, they've always been a, a, a proud and haughty nation when it comes to warfare. Yeah. Not like, quite like the Welsh, but somewhere close. Well, the but way- the, when they combined with the Cherokees and the 17s, and then you have this Revolutionary War come on, the Cherokees were the first to be like, uh, I mean, I don't want to do a really stereotypical accent. <laughs> oh, come here, on, but do a kills many Kills bear. many bear. Perhaps you should not march out into a field <laughs> and just trade blows one on one. Maybe we will make spears. <laughs> Twice as long as a man. Some men are longer than others. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Ah, your mother's been telling you stories about me again. Uh, we just remake Braveheart with Indians. We will make spears. Long spears. Twice as long as a man. <laughs> Some men are longer than others. I am the most wanted man of my Ireland. <laughs> you mean Ireland? Yeah. It is mine. <laughs> she doesn't like it. She doesn't like the Indians. No. I don't want you to wait. She ain't, she's going to be up in a second anyway. But yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I... Oh, but they, uh, they definitely... The Cherokee told them, like, you don't fight... Well, maybe they didn't tell. Well, them, in Brave, I was gonna say in Braveheart, whether accurate or not, but also the movie uh, on Netflix right now, it 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 makes a point at. What's damage- it called too? For those who might listen, when it's like the the, I can't the, right the Rogue King, the, the Outlaw King, the Outlaw King. Yeah. It make in both those films, both kind of about the same story: Scotland fighting England for its independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they make it makes a point in both films to demonstrate that the Scots were crafty. Like, we're outnumbered, so what we're going to do is we're going to fight them on our territory with all this bog and mud and shit they're not used to, and we're going to we're gonna make spears, and we're going to dig trenches, and we're going to... Mm. So, like, when the English charged them with horses, their horses fell into these trenches. They, they used tactics that were not chivalrous by yeah. English standards. Yeah. And so the idea that early Scottish settlers were like... We fucking break rules all the time in our warfare yeah. too. Like, yeah, let's like give me a tomahawk. I'm gonna throw that at this dude from the side. He won't even see it coming. It should be adopted though. Any any military awareness, it's you you do what your enemy doesn't expect. Yeah. And in this case, 
you, I'm sorry, that's the stupidest form of warfare ever invented, where you just march up two armies yeah, and trade I, blows. And that, but the in our kind of, we were English. Mm-hmm. In many ways, we still are. We wanted to emulate that society. We didn't yeah. want to get away. We wanted the gentlemanly warfare. We wanted to go out there and trade those blows. But we didn't have that tradition. We didn't have that yeah. kind of class, as it were. We didn't have that kind of military <laughs> wherewithal. So when they finally yeah. got smart and said, okay, this is, okay, it's really <laughs> cool to try to be like the English, but do yeah. we want to win? Yeah. Or do we want to be, because we can just be English. We'll let them win. Mm-hmm. We can just turn ourselves in today and we can just be English. Yeah. Or we can do what all these Native Americans and those crazy drunken Scotch people say to do, yeah. which is go just to their side and throw tomahawks at them. <laughs> just go around the side. Fuck. Let's go like way to the side and then come around from the back. Yeah, let's shoot them in the ass. And we'll yeah. shoot the leader who's going to stay in the back anyways. <laughs> and then they won't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. You know, we'll leave a few alive. We'll rape a few. That'll really send a weird message when they get back. What was that? Do unscathed? No, sir. No. <laughs> they told me they weren't going to shoot me. But didn't they rape the hell out of me, sir? They even brought some Native Americans in. The poor neat were especially violent. One of them had a finger in the mouth while he's fucking her in the rock. Just like you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> give, give him a beer. He leaves the tent. He's like, put put him out of his mouth. <laughs> they called it fish hooking, sir. They take the finger and they pull your head like this, just so you can get a glimpse of their eye rolls while they're plunging into your butthole. <laughs> Savages! No, that was the white men, sir. The Pawnee was much worse. Much, much worse, sir. Did you know you could get two penises in a rectum at the same time? Because I know. They called it the Indian canoe, sir. It was bloody violent, it was. I haven't shit right in six months. I think we should let these yanks have their own country. I'm going to go hang myself in shame. (laughs) I've been Indian canoe, sir. (laughs) I've been canoe. What's that mean? Oh, a, I like how the pod just might have built up to just that one moment. The Indian but, canoe. You know, we always shine in weird history. It, you know. That's really good, though. <laughs> but I, I love the idea of like a, a recovery group for, for British, British infantrymen who've been, who've been canoed. There I was, sir. It was Jersey. It looked like we was winning. Then all of a sudden, there was someone behind us, a whole bunch of mates. I was in a particularly good mood that day. The tea was good in the morning. (laughs) The biscuits only had two worms in them. Next thing I know, there's a rifle in my back, and then I'm on my... I don't I can't even say it. I don't want to relive this anymore. A support group. That's another skit. A support group for British vets from the Revolutionary War. Jasper, I've noticed there's a bit of a elevated suicide rate amongst the canoe group. Apparently this talk therapy method isn't working. I actually think it's making it worse, sir. The more they talk about it, the more they off themselves. The men are fleeing, sir. Why the, they don't want to be left alive on the battlefield. <laughs> That's how you win a war. Yeah. You get fuck in, their them heads. in the ass. You fuck them in the ass. <laughs> Two at a time. 
Don't ask how. I mean, imagine, like, whose duty that is. You're not even the jailer. All right. How are we going to get both dicks into this? <laughs> this guy's a youngin. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's make him learn. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the obligatory moan from the <laughs> producer over there. Yeah. I don't know what Burke's talking about. He's done this before for fun. <laughs> On the receiving end. On the receiving end. <laughs> sorry, Burke. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're a super fan. Don't worry about it. Go blast some shotguns off your back porch. Um, no, but yeah, that's, uh, God, I can't, now I don't, I have nothing to say. Cause I that's how we won the war. The Indian canoe now is officially like in our vernacular of when yeah. a British soldier gets railroaded up the butt by not one, but two penises. <laughs> and one of them may be a Native American. Yeah. Well, you know, next 4th of July, we'll really Talk be Talk about to double penetration. <laughs> like- you know, yeah. you have an idea of that yeah. vaginal and butthole, but now it's like, nope, you're just two dudes <laughs> sharing a butthole. <laughs> just like, do you have to tape the two? Like, you just get real hard, dude. We have to tape this. <laughs> <laughs> you getting soft on me? You getting soft on me? We have to win this war for our country. <laughs> Oh, Jingle All the Way really had a <laughs> bunch to do with this tonight. At least we got something near the end. Howard. Because I didn't mean to take it down gun territory. And I didn't mean to shit on Alan's oysters. Because it wasn't about Alan's oysters. It was just in general. Mm-hmm. I do feel the need to kind of address it again. Because he's Alan's a very emotional guy. He's, he saw me not eating them. And I had to say, like, no, I had one or two. And I didn't. I have a lot of health issues. I've had a lot of digestive issues lately. And it's I nothing personal, Alan. Your oysters she, might be yeah, terrible. Even she got food poisoning. Uh, no. What did you get it from? You don't know. You said no, it either a salad or a... I have to say, I just don't see the pie. I think it had to be the salad. I mean, salad's what's making everybody yeah. sick now. Would it bother you if, you, uh, if I drank one more of these? Uh, they, why would that bother me? Well, because I don't want to take your beer. Normally, yeah, I bring beer. So I want to announce Posy Poo there after uh, the <coughs> the Pony. What do we? What do we? What do we label that? The Pony Canoe. Yeah, we we didn't actually uh, ascribe it to a particular tribe during the story. Well, I, like I think Pony I did canoe. mention Pony, but those are like. It's also that's historically terribly inaccurate. The Pawnee were like <laughs> a Western tribe out in the plains, and somehow they made their way to the Eastern Seaboard for this particular. You Double penetration you sexual story. I know you don't like naming the episodes on the show. Pawnee. Pawnee Canoe. The Pawnee Canoe. <laughs> well, it's good because it's like a s- much more sinister Alaska pipeline. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, like, what if it caught on? <laughs> and like, there's like a dude in prison like, you keep this shit up. You're going to catch a Pawnee Canoe, bro. <laughs> What does uh, that mean? You don't want to know. It's, it reminds me of our text exchange. Ah, I had pizza already today. Well, shit in a condom and put it in the freezer. <laughs> Didn't know where you were going with that, but I laughed. <laughs> My guy was the Alaska Pipeline, but I was like, I, I, it's like it's that's not like a figure of speech. Sure, yeah. It's not like someone says, "Well, fuck me running." That's a figure of speech. Even it might be vulgar, but it works. Whereas, well, shit in a condom and put it in the freezer. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> then put it in your butt later. <laughs> Hashtag Alaskan Pipeline. <laughs> so this has been a particularly Christmassy episode. For I think our, so. For it's our got first one. We had school shootings, gun control, 
Pawnee Canoes. <laughs> I don't even All remember. Things tied to Christmas. I don't even know what came before it. To be honest, I, I, I think there was material. We had a lot of V crying. This was kind of disjointed because she was very upset. When is it not disjointed? Good point. But she was particularly upset tonight, so we had to take a few pauses. Yeah, because I'm. I would because I have to listen to this with a critical ear. I notice when there is <laughs> comical, funny background noise, and then just the unpleasant, yeah, unpleasant sort of like. Yeah. I wouldn't want to listen to a baby cry for 20 straight minutes. Sure. Also, double, po- triple, quadruple apologies to Alan for his... Uh, his for nasty not, oysters. Not, I didn't eat any of his oysters. <laughs> I just... My stomach was just telling me no. I he think it was oysters Rockefeller, Alan. You got to put some cheese need, and spinach need, on I there. I need Parmesan and spinach. Yeah. And I need fancy shit. A little jalapeno on top. Ooh. Is that a thing? There's Never a place, had oyster Rockefeller there's a with a place where I've had I've had Rockefeller with a jalapeno on top. But you don't know where it was at? No. It's good though. I can tell you f- that. What a fucking waste of a story. If you can't tell me where you got it. It wasn't in it wasn't in Atlanta. I can tell you that. <coughs> it's somewhere you're gonna be tomorrow. That sucks. Because <laughs> I go for some ro- now after I said sorry about your Alan, Alan your oyster shop I would love to go for yeah, let's do some in home oysters Rockefeller. Here. What's the worst thing that happen? <laughs> I would die. That would be what would happen. After all that, I like my oysters regulated. Mm. I make them at home and die. Yeah. That's what would happen. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, we got a little purge action here, huh? Is that what this is? The purge? Yeah. Is this the one with the black family? It's the purge with the election year. Oh. I, I recorded the one I think comes after this because uh, I'm kind of getting more and more into these movies. You know what it is? I'm going to tell you the honest God truth. I, I, I'm not like a person... Maybe I don't know who I am. I'm starting to realize maybe I don't. But like with this like negativity in this day and age, we went to a tree lining here in Vinings uh, last Thursday. Mm. Big thing. Whole neighborhood goes out here to the Jubilee that you drive by. They light a tree. And normally in the in past years we take the dog, but it was just too much. We had baby in the crib, and the dog barks at other dogs. People this love, dog barks yeah, at yeah. other dogs. Yeah. But it's funny is people love him. Kids, <laughs> kids walk up to him, and the parents are like, you can see them be a little uneasy at first. I'm like, no, he loves kids. And the kids will pull his ears, pull yeah. his hair, pull his tail. Nothing. Well, but the minute a, a fucking golden retriever walks by, I'm yeah. talking about America's dog. Yeah. Placid, tail wagging, no threat. Dumb. His fucking <laughs> non-existent balls just suddenly appear again. <gasps> and he goes crazy. And now we look like the assholes who just brought... You know the guardian of Auschwitz. Yeah. To the tree lighting. Yeah. Juden. So. Now, what I was gonna say is there was a tree lighting at the Avalon that we took the girls to, and it was the night they opened the skating rink, and we wanted to let them go see something. Uh-huh. There was a live band. They loved it. There was a guy there with his German Shepherd, and I don't know if it was a boy or a girl dog, but he had dressed the dog like Mrs. Claus. Oh, nice. He had a full outfit on and like a little Miss Muffet hat on I mean, top. Man, I'm of sorry his head. for the dog. And I'm actually sorry that there's a piece of shit human that do that, but continue. <laughs> the point being, it softened the German Shepherd, and every kid that walked past it stopped and wanted to take a picture with it. That's a good good move then. Yeah. Because they are intimidating dogs. Uh, the conception is, even though it's fucked up, is when we're walking him, and people will, will come past us, and they may have a dog, and they're, is he friendly? And I'm like, he doesn't really like other dogs. But he should be fine. And then he all every time I say that, I should just be like, no, he's an asshole. Because... If I said that, he might just walk by them with no problem. Mm-hmm. But the minute I'm like, no, he just doesn't really, 
he's not a lover of other dogs. He's got a dominant thing. And they're like, oh, okay. And we start, with, and he goes crazy. And I'm like, you fucking prick. You made me look like a piece of shit. You know? But he's an art. He's a, good, he's a great dog. It's, we didn't take him this year. But the whole point of this story, getting back to what we were talking about, is I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm looking at several hundred people. A lot of kids. Maybe 500 people. It might have been 500 people, this mm. thing. And I was telling a buddy of mine that was there, I was like, I can't help but like just be constantly head on a swivel. Because I'm like, I read enough books, fiction mm. or nonfiction, and they're like, this is actually a very nice target. Yeah. If you're aiming for the neighborhood I live in, and, and you know me, I'm not in the 1%. In fact, I'm much closer to the other end of that. But we just happened to be in this nice area. Yeah. And I was like, if I was one of those kind of like crazy socio, you know, economic, political terrorists, this would be a hell of a spot. And and I didn't see any police presence anywhere. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, this is fucking crazy. Anybody could just walk in here. When we were in Vegas for Banks's 21st birthday and we were at the uh, the Marquee Day, Day Club, which is a pool, it's a daytime nightclub, it's on the whatever floor of the building that's open air and then once you're out there all the other high-rise hotels are around you and this is fresh off the heels of the shooting and one of the guys in our group was like oh, anybody with a rifle up there could just start picking us off I'm like thanks thank you for that i'm gonna let's get let's get more drinks <laughs> This is this is fun. Let's make it so that the chances of that happening, if it does, we're not getting out regardless. <laughs> Probably like, live through it. It's like before we leave, let me take a few pictures of uh, the thonged women here. All right, let's go. That would be unfortunate though if you're in that situation, but you're so fucked up that you couldn't remember it, and you live through it. Yeah. And now all the people are like, "What happened?" And be like, "Honestly, bros. <laughs> Honestly, guys. I was passed out getting a Pawnee canoe." <laughs> That I wanted, <laughs> to be clear, I, there was consent. I wanted a Pawnee canoe. I got. I picked up some poppers from this dealer on the street. Damn it! I was this ready to this go. episode has to be called Pawnee Canoe. <laughs> you know no. how to spell Pawnee, right? Just to be. Uh no. P a w n e e. That's what I was gonna guess. All right. I figured you might know with your kind of uh, general knowledge of Native American cultures and histories. I was gonna guess P a w n e e, and I was afraid that that would be wrong. Ah, I mean, it was, it's always very frenetic when it comes to the tribes. Yeah, Miliwake. Miliwake. The home of the <laughs> the original Pawnee canoe. My, my people settled here in Kentucky. <laughs> I don't even think that's right. I think that's Daniel Day-Lewis trying to be a method actor. Yeah. And he just assumed that, like, that's what... They wouldn't yeah. call it Kentucky. Yeah. But it would have been Kentucky. Yeah, what's the, what's the actor's name who played the Cheyenne chief in Hostiles that's also in that movie? Wes Studi. Yeah, Wes Studi leans over to Daniel Day-Lewis and is like, hey, man. <laughs> we called it Kentucky. I know your method and you're, you're trying to be legit. <laughs> and I appreciate the effort, actor to actor. And as a Native American, I really appreciate that you're trying to... <laughs> But nobody in the history of the fucking world said Kentucky. <laughs> no one did. No one did that. You, uh, people who didn't even speak your language would have laughed at you in the face. Oh, God. So please, just say Kentucky. I just want to cast Wes Studi in a film that has literally nothing to do with Native American culture. 
That's how good of an actor he is. I, I want I want to cast him. Maybe we could make him the uh, the intro man for our Sinbad and Andrew Dice Clay comedy tour. What is he like the the MC the yeah, hype man? Yeah, yeah, we'll make West Studio the MC. I don't think he'll take that. <laughs> okay, and now, <laughs> please welcome. A horse walks into bar. <laughs> Bartender says. Why the long face? Ha, 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 ha. And now introducing Sinbad doing the comic stylings of Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> By the way. Little Miss Muffet. <laughs> she sat on her tuffet. Eating some curds and whey. Along came a spider who sat down beside her and said, Hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> I was, I Jack and Jill both went up a hill really, with a bucket and a quarter. Jill came down with two fifty. That that really, fucking whore. Really want to make this happen. The comic stylings of each of them, as done by the other. God, I don't even know any Sinbad jokes. But asking Di, I mean Di, not both of those guys are signing on immediately. Yeah, I don't even think we offer them any money. We just say you're going to be doing Dice Clay jokes. You're going to be doing Sinbad jokes. Wes Studi, don't ask. He's going to be doing the emceeing and introducing you guys. He's going to be objectifying his culture, which he's never done. We're having to pay him a lot more than we're paying yeah. you two. Pretty much all to the money basically that make fun is going and to, to take West back Studi. everything he's ever done in his career to make sure that, that Native Americans are relevant again. Yeah. We've asked him to just abandon that. Yeah, no, he's really blemishing his record. <laughs> For the sake of this tour. And that's why y'all aren't being paid, and we've just given him $2.8 million. Yeah. So, and they'd still good. be like, all right, yeah, I'll do it for the food. <laughs> Whatever y'all cater. I'll do it as long as my writer's right. I'm good. <laughs> I just need cantaloupe, bro. I don't really. Ha, 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 ha. God in heaven. All right, well, let's. Uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up with West. Even though they're the smirching a perfectly good actor, <laughs> even West though the episode's name. not super long, I mean it's that's it's, not right though. No, it's not. I mean, yeah. this episode's probably gonna kiss up to two hours, but we've we've been here for a while with all the stops and starts. Yeah. So let's wrap it. Well, safe sex and WFUCK. Bam, ninety-seven point five. It's Christmas time here at WFUCK. We want to remind all of you to have safe sex out there. Don't forget to head over to AdamandEve.com. Use promo code TPTOPOTA. Check out for save. Uh, make, you know the deal. You listen to the show. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a wife. Of a wife. Uh, that's not politically correct. <laughs> I can't do the Kegel right now. The voice has been shot. I'm dreaming of a horny whisper. Just like Ones David Carradine used to know. All right, we'll wrap it up. Hello. Put butt plugs in your butt. He doesn't want to. <laughs> fuck pocket pajamas. All from Adam and Eve. Have you ever had a Pawnee canoe? Expand your horizons. One can you report is not enough, so try to have yourself a horny little pony could do tonight. Don't forget your anal kegels. Safe sex. Holla. <laughs> <laughs>